Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Today is Saturday, September 23rd, 2023. 23-23. Praise the Lord. I hope you had a good week. And um, I'll be your host tonight. I'm Carmen. And I will be playing a song. But before that, I'll leave you with this thought. We're going to be talking about hoarding. And we'll get on with that topic as soon as this song is over. Enjoy.
right. And I'm sorry about that. I, the songs I play sometimes, I don't know, they don't always download properly. But um, praise the Lord. I'm glad to be here, and I hope you had a good week. And like I always say, if you're not off, if you're off track, we'll get you back. And um, tonight we're going to be talking about hoarding. But um, last week we talked about clutter. But clutter is not exactly the same thing as hoarding. Hoarding is when things have gotten really bad and they're out of control. And so we're going to talk about that and a little bit about clutter, which is part of that, but it's not as bad as hoarding. Um, Hoarding is a behavior characterized by the excessive accumulation of items and difficulty discarding them, Um, even if they have... um, no real value to them, you know, these things still, they'll hoard them, even if if it's not valuable to them, if, even if there is no sentimental value to them. It can be serious. There's serious consequences for the person that um, is hoarding. Uh, it's serious for their well-being and their living conditions. If you or someone you know is dealing with hoarding, then seeking professional help is in order. Um, help to organize. And, and you know what? You can help people organize. Um, and But you know what? When they have a, a, a hoarding mentality, they're going to go right back to it. And so sometimes in the natural, yeah, we need other people to help us out. We need advice. We need help. Um, if you're, you're one of them, you need help with that. But in the spiritual sense, you need godly counselors, pastors, people that that will pray for you. Um, and then we'll get into this topic about hoarding right now. So last week, I spoke about clutter. We looked at how clutter could affect a person's life, both spiritually and physically. Today, we'll look at hoarding, um, and there are lessons God can give us there through these things that we either uh, either we live or somebody else lives. Let's use our magnifying glasses to take a look at what hoarding is all about. We know it's a behavior that hurts the person and hurts other people in that, uh, that are um, having a relationship with them. It hurts a lot of people around them. You know, it's not just the hoarder. That, um, that is a behavior. You may now ask, are there similarities with the physical and the spiritual? Um, Even though they're different concepts, there's some things that we can find that connect one with the other. You may say, well, I'm not a hoarder. Okay. But let's look at this behavior and what it does. Let's look at how it may affect you or it may be affecting somebody else. Maybe you have someone you know that behaves like this, and you want to be able to help them, but you don't know how to help them. But you've got to understand the bottom line, the person has to want the help first. It's just like spiritually speaking, if somebody doesn't want the things of God, you can't push it down their throat. You can only pray, and the same goes in the physical. You have to pray for these people and, and seek God for wisdom on this matter. You have to remember that they aren't always hoard. They weren't always hoarders at the beginning. They didn't start off that way. So hoarding has different um, 
how would I put it, different uh, things that cause them to become hoarders, like the attachment part. Have you ever been attached to something? Hoarding involves a strong uh, attachment to something physical. Um, it could be a possession. It, it can have sentimental values. Sometimes it doesn't. It can have a value to that person, but sometimes um, it could be a, um, uh, it can have, um, like, let's say you have a friend, a friend or a loved one that told you this when you, you tried to help them to clean up, right? You know, oh, no, that, that sentimental value to me. And they just keep on piling up because everything either has sentimental value or in their own mind they think it has a sentimental value. Um, have you seen people that hold junk in storages and years go by and they forget a lot about those, those things that they stored and they don't use them. They don't, they don't really use them. And it's, it turns into junk, uh, especially if the rats and, and other uh, insects and stuff get to it. It's, it becomes useless. So spiritually speaking, an attachment to material possessions can be seen as a hindrance to a person's spiritual growth. It can be hoarding the things that they're trying to hoard money. They're trying to hoard things, you know, because um, there's, uh, you know, like with a, like with a, a person that's attached to something spiritual, um, it could be traditions that that person needs to let go of, unattached, detached to be set free. So, for example, some people are just big on holidays and they have an attachment with Christmas and Easter and, you know, the feast and all this and that. And, you know, those are attachments. But are they doing anything for you? These attachments can be, you know, possessions in the natural realm, clothes, cars, more of this, more of that. It's all worldly possessions. And I'm, and don't get me wrong. Don't come saying, oh, no, Sister Carmen is saying that all these things are not good. No, they're good. All these things have their place. But when it is overkill, like with hoarding, when it's just too much of it, um, and there's no balance in, in that person's life, it's really not getting them close to God. It's them, you know, taking things to feel good. Sometimes it seems the more someone has, the more miserable a person is. Um, I like watching short videos on YouTube, right? I was watching a lady, and I won't mention her name. She was being asked if she was happier now that she had all this fame and money. The man said, do you feel that you're happier now, right now, than when you were broke or not really. And then, um, it, you know, there was a, a sadness to this woman's face and in a gentle voice, which she's not gentle, um, and that's not her normal behavior, there was a softness to her answer and a sadness. She said, sometimes there's a sometimes things, it makes me happy that I'm able to afford what I want. And it makes me, uh, I get to treat my family with it. 
but I feel like the way that I have money kind of took away of my happiness because I remember that that also uh, all people didn't used to know me and I was stripping and I was broke and I got to do whatever I wanted and I could have an opinion. I wasn't limited to what I wanted to come out of my mouth. I felt pretty uh, I felt pretty. I had millions, and people wanted to try to change me. I was happy. So she was. She still doesn't understand. She's still searching for that true happiness, um, and that's only in knowing God. So she's even sadder because she found out that even with money and fame, she's still not happy. And she thought she was happier because it seemed less less of misery than where she's at right now. Um, and I'm not making fun of her. I'm just saying, you know, um, compared to what she's living, she's more miserable and she has more. So we speak about clutter. We spoke about clutter last week, how this can be a distraction. Just like the physical clutter in hoarding, things can create anxiety, fear, want to be overwhelmed, and being preoccupied with these worldly possessions can cause a distraction to your spiritual life. It can distract you from having a deeper walk with God. It can keep you from having peace that God gives when you walk with him. Okay? So three, um, we talked about attachments. We talked about um What hoarding does, you know, the clutter, you know, the lack of peace that it takes away from you. Um, so hoarding is both physical and spiritual. It, uh, it can be in our lives physically and spiritually. But hoarding, when you get down to the nitty-gritty and you want to do something about it, in the natural, you start taking action. You want to clean up. You want to make things disinfect things, make it, you know, clean, pure, right? And so the same thing goes in our spiritual life. You need to, you need some deep cleaning. You need to some purification. Maybe the process for that people need to go through to achieve that place. In hoarding, it's about decluttering and detaching from these things that distract you. And that is a bigger task than decluttering. Let me tell you, because hoarding is, it gets pretty bad. It's, it's, it is a a big task to handle, but it's more than just cleaning the place. It's, it also has to do with the mental, um, the mental state of that person too. You have to work with two things. And so in hoarding, it's about decluttering, detaching, and helping you to get um, away from the distraction that that does from that that may may mean something to you these things may mean something sentimental but most of the time they find out that they're really not that there is a, a deeper root in all of it there's a, another reason why this person is acting this way could be it could be things in your family the things that you have the clothes and material possessions that don't do a thing for you, you know, and maybe it's people. 
maybe it's one relationship after the other, hoarding, hoarding relationship, hoarding men, hoarding women. Um, we saw that in the Bible with uh, the woman at the well. She was ho- Jesus knew she was hoarding. She was hoarding a lot of stuff. She was uh, taking, in some cases, she was taking other people's trash. And in other cases, she was trying. She was taking other people's treasure. Spiritually speaking, cleaning and purification may involve purifying the mind and the spirit with with meditation, with the meditation of God's word. We're supposed to meditate on God's word, prayer, and there's other practices that gets rid of this hoarding, this hoarding mentality that doesn't benefit that person. Um, it could be what you're watching. It could be what you're buying. It could be your work. It could be so many things. And it basically boils down to idolatry. You're idolizing these things. You're putting other gods before you instead of God. That's serious business. So the hoarder will find, will try, is trying to find meaning, the meaning um, to life. They, and they go from one thing to the other. This woman that I spoke to you about, her was fame and fortune and, you know, and all this stuff. And she's finding that it's not filling her. So I know, I know of a hoarder, and this hoarder can't get rid of anything in her house. It pains her to let go of old expired cans of food. It pains her to let go of the food in her fridge and yet can't have any room to put in the new food. So she leaves it out and it spoils. She has books, a bunch of books. And she, she says she's a believer, but she has all these books from all these um, ministers. And she doesn't read them. In some, in some cases, she's got maybe five, ten of the same book because she wants to share it with others, but yet she hasn't read them. She has books. She, she, she has uh, medical supplies that she doesn't use because she doesn't know where it is, and so she forgets it. She has vitamins, expensive stuff that she's bought on some of these uh, Christian shows um, that they've sold, and she's bought it because she's bought into the merchandising, and um, and all of it is going to go bad. It's not benefiting her. It doesn't benefit anyone else either because she doesn't give it away. Because her reasoning is has to do with her hoarding mentality. Her reasoning is, oh, that she'll need it, you know, to be prepared in case something happens. Well, COVID came, and she had food, and she had food from other sources. But her behavior never changes. And so in speaking to this person, she doesn't want to change. And there's been tons of people that have helped her, but there has been no change because she doesn't want it. She doesn't want to let go and and doesn't want to seek for the assistance to be set free from this. Hoarding begins small, but then it opens up a door. A mental of mental issues later on. Um, it becomes a stronghold. It starts off normal, but then it becomes an issue. Um, one then one demon invites the other. You have 
fear, you have anxiety, outbursts of anger, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They all invite each other. It all has to do with not trusting God and putting your trust in man or putting your trust in the things of the world. They hoard, and and I'm not being judgmental with this woman because we also can have hoarding in our lives, you know, in different ways that may not show up in the same way that it shows up in this woman's life. So we have to be careful that we don't judge and we just pray for those that are going through those, those things. They hoard so that they have some control over their lives while remaining in the same situation year after year. Doesn't that sound like some people, they hoard things in their lives and they're the same. There has been no change because they are like that lady, don't want to change. They don't want to, they, they don't want to put their trust in God. And their lives are the same year after year after year. Spiritually speaking, they are hoarders with their traditions, their beliefs of how they're to keep people around them. They need more money. They need more people. They need more of this. They need more. I need a new wife. I need a new husband. I need I need this. I need a job. No, you need Jesus. That's what you need. And I'm not saying having money is bad. And I'm not saying having a relationship is bad. So don't misquote me. You know, don't jump um, before the gun because you're going to shoot yourself because that's not what I'm saying. Well, But when money is keeping you from God and you're working long hours and you don't have time for God, you don't have time for your family, there's something wrong with that. You're a spiritual hoarder. Maintaining worldly possessions, keeping with the Joneses, my, uh, my ministry has to be better than theirs. It look better than theirs. All I do, it's all for God. But meanwhile, your relationship with God suffers. Your immediate family suffers because you're not spending the time with God, with those around you. Maybe doing a lot of religious work, yeah. But don't confuse doing works here with doing works for God. One is works of the law, and the other one is works of faith, okay? One is the works, let me say that again, one is the works of the law, you know, that's religious, and the other one is the works of faith, or works from from those uh, who love God, but I would rather say, you know, works of faith, because, you know, when you have faith and trust in God, then your works are pleasing unto God. But some people think that the works of the law, and I'll make a difference here, the works of the law are those actions or deeds done to attempt to earn salvation or righteousness, you know, to be in right standing before God based on strict, strictly following guidelines, principles, um, and strict religious observances, moral principles, you know, all that. It's like a strict thing. No, we have to do it this way. We have to do it that way. And Paul in the Bible was one of them. He was very religious. And we see a lot of that in our in, uh, in our society today, a lot of religion, a lot of 
oh, it has to be this way, it has to be that way. The person believes that if they stay committed to doing something religious or are faithful following those beliefs, that they're going to earn brownie points with God. No, 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 no. There's no earning brownie points. The works we are supposed to do is to focus on the idea if you love God and have faith in him, then you're led to do good works because you're doing it out of love for him and and your righteous actions. So if you truly love God, your faith in him will lead you to act the way God wants you to will and um, it'll manifest that way. You'll be kind, you'll be giving, you'll be uh, walking in morality. Um, It's not going to be like before. It's going to be a struggle to be walking in the law, uh, having the works of the law versus walking by faith and trusting in God. Because when you do that, you have his, you're loving him. It's, It's easy. It's easier. But when you're walking in the law, it's going to be harder, and that's why people give up. After so many years, they turn their back on God. Why? Because they never really knew him. It's your motivation, your purpose behind your actions. Works of the law are done to earn salvation. We don't earn our salvation. It is a gift. It's a gift from God. We receive it. We receive it, and because out of love, then it's like a husband and wife because they love each other. They do things for each other. It's love. It's easy to love the other person, right? And so when you're in bondage and you think that God is a slave master, then it's going to be hard because your focus is on the wrong way. It's the wrong way. Work from those who love God, respond out of faith and love. It's different. If you truly had an encounter with God, then you will act like you did. People will say, he acts nice, but there's something about that guy. In other words, you can look like a flower, but you don't smell like a real flower. (laughs) A fake flower will fade like the real flower, except it won't have the ability to reproduce its own kind and give off a pleasing aroma, the difference. The life of faith comes from within. The religious faith comes from outside, and it's not lasting. So let's go back. Courting is a stronghold, a stronghold in the emotions with attachments to possessions. And it's it's a reluctance to detach. They don't want to detach from these things. Even if these things have little or no practical use for them, they're going to still be attached to them. They're going to be attached to seeking money. They're going to be attached to all these things, these worldly things, all these worldly possessions, but they don't want to let go of it. Hoarding doesn't let you declutter. It doesn't let you declutter those things that distract you from having a clean life, a clean house, a clean a clean life, both in the natural and, and the spiritual condition of hoarding, 
this hoarding can have serious consequences in a person's life. It can make them lose so much. It can make them lose family. It can make them lose their home. It can make them lose their, their uh, so many things because they're attaching to the wrong thing instead of attaching to what God wants them to be attached to. And I'm not saying that having a home and having money and, a, you know, that, but when you attach yourself to something, you're making that thing your God. You attach to God. He's the one that you can trust. Sometimes people need to seek pastoral counseling, professional counseling in the natural, maybe both or in, are in order. Deliverance may be needed to deliver from the stronghold. Maybe you don't have hoarding issues in the natural, but you do spiritually. Seeking godly counsel can be a way. Hoarding is the extreme of cluttering. It starts small, but if it is not dealt with, it can end up strong and totally out of control. Think of something that hoarders have hoarded. Money, relationship, possessions, positions. Fill in the blank. Have you seen what hoarders, hoarding does? Some talk about people's trash. Have disorganized lives. Buy, 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 buy. Buying clothes. Eating a lot. Spiritually speaking, hoarders take others, other people's relationships, like the woman at the well, others, other people's spouses. And they end up realizing that these people aren't what they thought. One person's spouse is not your treasure. <laughs> it may be, may have been somebody else's treasure, but it may not be your treasure. Another person is a treasure to you. When that person is valuable and cherished by God, we are valuable to God when we let God restore us to him. That's when we truly become valuable. Look at what God says in Exodus 19.15 in the NIV. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possessions, although the whole world is mine, God says. Deuteronomy 7.6 in the NIV. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the people on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. See, we're treasured. In Spanish, there is a word uh, that husbands use that um, when they're head, you know, they're in love, head to heels, you know, with their spouse, they, they call them mi tesoro, mi tesoro, my treasure. <laughs> What is a treasure? Look at this definition. A treasure is typically defined as something of great value or worth, often in the form of valuable objects, riches, or precious possessions. Treasures can include items like gold, jewels, artwork, antiques, and other valuable collectibles. However, the concept of a treasure can extend beyond material possessions. And you're not a treasure just because you're uh, an antique, <laughs> old. It's the wisdom that you have gained that makes you valuable in God's kingdom, and it makes makes you valuable as a treasure to God. 
in a broader sense, a treasure can also refer to something highly cherished or deeply meaningful to a person. So to God, we are his treasure. We're valuable to him. And so if you want something good, find somebody that is valuable to the Lord. Someone, and make yourself that valuable person also. This can include cherished memories um, when you're valuable, uh, relationships, knowledge, you know, experiences that hold significant personal value. That's being treasured. That's a treasure. It's not just in the value of money or physical wealth, but it's something or someone highly esteemed and valued by others, by by the society. Have you ever heard when they say, oh, this is our national treasure, you know, they value that person. And the same goes with God. We are his treasure by others, by society, by God. When you value God, you become valuable. Let me say that again. When you value God, you become valuable. God says, you are my treasure, my tesoro. Jesus, you are our treasure. We love you. We ask that you show us your ways, that we can show you how much we, you mean to us. Thank you for loving us. For those, I ask you, Father God, that with those that have strongholds, set them free. Show them how much you love them. Show them that you don't need to fill, that they don't need to fill themselves with things that don't satisfy, that don't bring life. You're the one that, that comes to give us life and more abundantly. Set free those that need it tonight. Those that don't even think that they need it. You see everything, Lord. You need, you, you died. You died for, for these people, for the very fit, fit things that your word says that you came to set the captives free. Set them free tonight. I speak it in Jesus' name. Do it now, Jesus. Set them from relationships. Set them free from these religious beliefs, set them free from pulling them away from you, anything that pulls them away from you. Set the captives free tonight, Father God, in Jesus' name. Show us your way, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right. I'm going to start taking calls tonight. And let's see. Let's see who is first on the line. I'm a little bit uh, backwards tonight. Let's see. And I'll take your call. Don't, you know, be in a hurry and drop off and think, you know, come back. After a certain time, um, the the system will not allow people to come in. So if you hang on, you're going to get your yourselves prayed for. But um, if you drop off, you may not be able to get back on. So I'm just letting you know so, so you understand that. Um, all right. Our first caller is 804218. Your name and where you're from. My, my name is Angie, and I'm from Virginia. Angie from Virginia. Have you been able to hear me? Yeah, I'm, I'm Angie from Virginia. I have a friend okay. here named Rhonda, too, and we called in to 
incorporate you in our moment. <laughs> okay, let me pray for you before I begin. All right, uh, all right. Give me okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name, for Angie from Virginia, and um, also for for Rhonda, Father God. Oh, I thank you, Lord, for these two women. I thank you for Angie, Father God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, um, the Lord has you on a path, a different path from other people. Um, and it may get that path that you're walking on. Right now, a lot of people don't walk it. But maybe in the future, um, not maybe, there's going to be people that are going to see it and hear it about it. And they'll be walking in the same thing. And it's different. Your walk with the Lord is different. It's it's a different way. It's a way maybe you're ahead of yourself. Um, you know, like you're ahead of, of your time. <laughs> and so the Lord is, is doing some things in you and showing you how to show other people in a different way that other people may have never thought of. And so it's natural to you because that's who you are. You're Angie. And um, the world will see that this way is a good way. That You know, sometimes we are set on doing things a certain way because other people have done it. And then when something new comes, they can't see that it is God that's doing it, that's using this person in a different way. Why? Because they're different people that you're, you come into contact, and you have to be different because each one is different. So I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because of what Angie's cooking in the kitchen. The things that she's cooking up in the kitchen, she's showing other people how to cook it, how to cook it too. It's a different, uh, it's a different recipe, uh, spiritually speaking also. It's a different recipe. And um, at first, some people, it's, they're not going to understand, and they're like, what? But then when they try out that recipe, they're going to see that it works. And so thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Angie's life. Father God, thank you, Lord. And you are God's treasure. You are God's treasure. There are a lot of things that God has put in you. He values the things that he's put in you because it's him in you. So don't forget that. It's God in you. And so I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for that in the name of Jesus. So I just see you in the kitchen cooking up things, stirring and showing, not just cooking, but showing other people. It's almost like like you got a show, a cooking show. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, I'm not sure if that's something that the Lord's going to do with you, but it's almost like if you had, you know, you were showing people like in the cooking show that you show a lot of people, this is the first step, this is how you do it, next step and next step and next step. And so I thank you, Lord, for that in the name of Jesus. I thank you for what you're building up in her life, what you're doing in her life in a different way, in a not in the same way that other people are used. And so we thank you for that uniqueness, that different, 
way of uh, using her. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we just lift uh, Angie's uh, friend, Rhonda, Father God. I hear, my help comes from the Lord, creator of heaven and earth. That's where you, you lift up your eyes unto the Lord, up on the mountains. Uh, you, you look up to the Lord. Your help will come from him because you are lifting your eyes to him. Your help comes from the Lord. Your help comes from the Lord. And your trust comes from the Lord. Because everything that we are comes from him. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Rwanda. But don't, I want to tell you this, don't, don't put yourself down because things have not gone the way you wanted them. God has a purpose and a plan for you, and it's God's way, not our way. And so I see you humbling yourself, wanting to do it God's way. And you do, for the most part, you do. But there's this particular thing that's going on in your life. Not like everything else, it's different um, that you're seeking God help on. And God is going to help you because you're learning that, that it's not in your ways, but his way, his way. And so, I mean, we can always have things right in other areas of our life, but there's Sometimes other areas that are a little difficult for us, and sometimes we need help from a friend. And I believe that the Lord has put Angie in your life to to show you that, but in a fun way, in a fun way, in a different way. And that's God. So I thank you, Lord, for Rhonda. I thank you for this woman of God, because I sense that you are you're close to the Lord. But there's, like I said, you know, we don't always have all the the rooms in our house neat. <laughs> we don't have all those rooms neat. Sometimes we have a little hoarding going on in some of the other rooms. <laughs> so I thank you, Lord, for that. I thank you, Lord, for just making it fun, making it fun, making it fun. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. All right. Let's see if I have this number right. All right. Hello, Miss Angie. How are you? That was awesome. <laughs> that was confirmation yeah. of Angie cooking in the kitchen. She had just cooked dinner for me, and she was showing me how to cook. We were doing shrimp and uh, snow crab legs, and she was in there. <laughs> we were just talking about the different um, of of the ways of uh, praising God and, and, and how we're worshiping him and how everybody is different on, on believing that how you believe and you might take one scripture and, and take it different than another. So she was teaching me as she was cooking. So I guess that would be her cooking school. <laughs> <laughs> she is different. <laughs> but, she is different. She is, my golly. My golly, she is different, and I love her. <laughs> she, 
she is a special you friend. You know, there's some but, similarities um, there too with you and her. This is what I'm picking up too. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. Yeah, I'm going to tell you that right now. It was just a confirmation, a confirmation because I am dealing with something that only by the grace of God, the mercy of God, the love of God, it it would take the power of God on this one. And I'm just standing firm, fast, and and in faith and in belief and trust with God mm-hmm. on this one. I mean, you know, so it's 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 something that you know that only God can do. So yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Going through a little bit of a confirmation for me, so appreciate it. Yeah, know that God hears and God sees everything, and He's giving you encouragement so that you can continue to trust that He's going to work it out. Mm -hmm. And Miss Angie, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you, Miss Carmen. I've just. You know, going from one adventure to the other and clueless from one spot to the other. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing, but I ain't going to tell nobody that I don't. (laughs) Oh, you're too funny. We missed you. We missed you. We'll have your adventures in uh, Miss Pippi. Well, we've we've uh, we've been quite busy this week, and it's a whole different avenue that I've never stepped in. But it's got me stirred up, and my feathers are ruffled because I feel like how how the audacity, the audacity of this moment. You know, how dare you think that it's you know that easy? Because we ain't shutting up and we ain't sitting down. So what you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're gonna keep banging on the door. You're gonna get you're gonna get tired of hearing the hearing the noise on the outside. You can shut yourself up and shut yourself out, but uh, you know, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to bang on the door and you know, you're not gonna rest on the other side. I promise, because we're gonna disturb you. <laughs> Oh, Miss Andy, you're always such a joker. You're so funny. All, 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 all I can say is, you know, let my people go. That's right, Pharaoh. Let <laughs> my people go. You know. Amen. 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 Okay, Grandma Moses. <laughs> That's right. Let my people go. I told you about the time that I was down there. I was down in Florida, and they had my daddy. And in the uh, Miami University Hospital, and they wasn't going to release him, and he was in kidney, heart, and lung failure, and they wanted to put him in rehab, and we were trying to get back to Richmond, and I'm like, rehab what? We got everything shutting down. What I want you to do is sign them release papers. Let me put my daddy in the car and take him home. <laughs> and we can't do an AMA, so you're not going to do it that way. And all I can tell you is don't make me throw my stick down because it's going to eat your sticks up. <laughs> they thought I was crazy, but they let my daddy go and we come home. <laughs> Well, well, you keep on um, doing what God is telling you to do and, and 
watering other people, like Prophet Randy's been telling us. Watering other people. Water, water, water. Drink your water. Yeah, you're very different. Uh, you're you're unique, and I sense that that God is going to continue using you in a unique way to touch other people's lives that um, that need to hear the way that you say things that that'll make sense to them. Amen. Is there anything you want us to pray about? Uh, we have a fellow Ray that could use a little prayer. Got his, he, I'm sorry, he's got he's got he's got his britches hung on the nail. We just we're trying to we're trying to get, help him. We're trying, yeah, we're trying to help him get him on get him on hung. But he's got his britches hung on the nail. You ever heard that old saying? <laughs> no. In other words, he's a little bit of trouble. You know, <laughs> a little you, know, you know, when you get your britches hung on the nail. You never heard that? Type, no, but I can <laughs> see the analogy of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I see that. Okay. What's his name again? Ray. Ray. Okay. Ray. We, Lord, yeah. we lift up Ray to you, Father God. Um, uh, he's in a bit of trouble, Lord, but no trouble is... is uh, is uh, hard for you, Lord. You can do that and help him and much more. So we ask you, Father God, that you intervene in his life in a way where he has no shadow of a doubt that it was God that intervened. And so I pray that, Father God, you do it your way, the way you want to do it. We're not going to say do it this way, do it that way. Lord, you just intervene in this man's life in a way that will wake him up help him to understand and smell the coffee that you are God and that he he needs to turn to you because we can do all we can to help someone to turn. But if their hearts don't want to do it, then there's not going to be a change. But Father God, with your Holy Spirit, nothing is impossible. We ask you that you let your Holy Spirit touch this man, this Ray, in such a way that He cannot deny that it's you dealing with him, Father God. Help him in this situation. Help him, Father God, to cry out to you like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 (laughs) Stay tuned. Yes, call us and let us know what happens. Nancy Church. So, all right. Is there anything else, Miss Rhonda, you would like to ask for prayer for, or anything you'd like to say? No, ma'am. I think you covered it. I'm I'm good now. Just uh, my other uh, problem is Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that is my other problem. So. <laughs> You just prayed for it. Amen. <laughs> well, you heard our, our our teaching tonight about hoarding, and hoarding is also, you know, dealing with people and stuff like that in our lives. So please listen to that message again. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Amen. All right. Well, well, God bless you. Thank you so much. All right. You have a wonderful week. A blessed week. You too. Amen. Bless you too. All right. Thank you, Miss Angie. Thank you, Miss Rhonda. 
All right. Uh, the next call is 240-4282. Your name and where you're from. Sorry, it's that the computer um, slow. And good evening. This this is uh, Valerie from North Carolina. Valerie. All right. Thank you. Let me put you on mute, and I'll be right back. All right. Thank you, Lord, for Ron Valerie. Thank you. I, Rhonda was before. Thank you, Lord, for Valerie, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for Valerie. You know, um, thank you, Lord. Valerie, you realize um, you've been thinking, and God's been seeing your thinking. Um, and you're not the same person that you were when you were young. And God knows that, and he's given you wisdom as to how to do things. The things that that were done when you were young don't work anymore. And that's, those were things that you were young, and God knew that you were young and that you acted accordingly. Sometimes when we're young, we, we do things, you know, and we just want to do it and have fun. And so you're older now and more full of wisdom, and so God sees that, and that wisdom that he's given you to correct some of the things, that, that some of the thinking that you had when you were young, and you know that, that you can't go that route. And in this thinking, I see you seeking the Lord for wisdom. You know that you've done things your way, and it's no more, no longer your way, but his way. And so we thank you, Lord, for that, because she's realizing that more and more. And because of it, uh, God is guiding you in different ways and helping you because he loves you and he 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 knows that you're going to obey. He knows that you're going to go through what he's telling you to go through and and to speak and do and 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 behave the way that he wants you to do it because you love him. Because you love him. And there may have been things in your life because of being young and doing things when you were young um, but you know you know and you've forgiven yourself of those things in the past of the things that you did when you were young that weren't necessarily wrong but it wasn't you know how young people they just do things because they just think that it's the right way to go and they weren't necessarily bad bad things but they weren't necessarily the way God wanted you to, to, to do things. But God is seeing you, and he's guiding you, and he's blessing you now. And you, I see that there is uh, repentance and forgiveness of yourself. You know, I see that, that you're forgiving yourself of your past. And I see a freedom that's coming out of that because of that. Because you've learned to forgive young Valerie. You've learned to forgive that young Valerie. You're looking at yourself and you're forgiving, and it's freeing. It's freeing you. It's freeing you to move on to the future. 
Yes, Lord, she is forgiving herself. Oh, freedom is coming to to Valerie. I sense freedom. I can sense it. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to help her, Father God, as she moves forward. As you give her light in that path that she's walking, that she's walking in your path, Father God, Lord, continue to enlighten that path, that she would seek you and continue to walk in you. That, Father God, when things get dim, she realizes, uh-oh, this is not where God wants me. This is not where, let's go back, back to the straight and narrow path. So I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in her life. Thank you, Lord, for that freedom. Thank you, Lord, for that in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. All right. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. Miss Valerie, mm-hmm. how are you? Yes, ma'am. Uh, doing well, doing well. That uh, that word is definitely, I have definitely been thinking. <laughs> it, it, mm-hmm. it, uh, it's so true. I mean, I guess I, I wouldn't have put it into those words, but when you started describing it I'm like that's definitely where I've been um so I'm just encouraged to see that the Lord sees where I'm at and uh you know just the the wisdom and you know definitely it it is definitely uh an encouragement so I'm excited Mm -hmm. I got to be um, clear about what I was seeing. I, I, I was seeing you, like, um, looking at yourself, and I saw tears. Tears, mm-hmm. almost like you were forgiving your younger self. That's mm-hmm. what I was seeing, and I was seeing freedom, you know, freedom yeah. and forgiveness. Sometimes we forget everybody, and we forget forget to forgive ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. um, and that is very freeing. Oh, that is really freeing. So I thank you yeah. for that. Thank you for her freedom. Oh, so every time yeah, I'm saying that, I sense it in my belly. Mm-hmm. It, it's hard. You know, I think it's hard to, you know, it's hard. Uh, it has been hard to kind of take a real look at myself and, you know, things that I've done and, you know, decisions that I've made and, you know, I've definitely, it has been a struggle, but, um, you know, coming to that place of forgiveness, um, it has definitely been a process. Mm-hmm. And because of and it, I think there's going to be freedom also to uh, forgive those around you because You've had compassion with yourself, and you're going to be able to have compassion with others because of it, too. Mm-hmm. Yes, Lord. I do see that freedom. Continue doing whatever it is the Lord is telling you. and whatever. Sometimes we think that our thoughts are just ours, and it's God putting things in our, in our thinking to, so that we can you know, come face to face with those things. And so we can be set free. And sometimes, you know, 
like I was talking about this uh, last week about cluttering and this week about hoarding. Hoarding is a, definitely a lot worse than than cluttering the, the clutter in our in our lives in our homes. Um, but um, when they're not dealt with, the things of the past, even the things that we're holding dear to, have something to to do with the past. Has has to do with the past, and so I think you're 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 beginning to declutter, <laughs> declutter, <laughs> and so I mean mm-hmm. it's scary too, you know. You don't, you know, but then you're gonna you're finding freedom. You're finding freedom as you um, get rid of some things that shouldn't be in your life anymore. The things that, mm-hmm. you know, like looking at yourself, the things that you held on, that you were hard on yourself. Um, and uh, you're a different person now. You're walking with the Lord. Remember that. And God is giving you wisdom. He's giving you guidance. And so life is going to be better and better. Um, who you were, that's in your past. And God has forgiven that. And so he loves you and he's going to continue and he loves you and, and values you. You are his treasure. Mi tesoro. <laughs> like I was saying, Amen. my husband values his wife. He, he called her his treasure. Mi tesoro. It sounds so much romantic in Spanish. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. Um, Amen. So God Amen. is romantic. He is romantic, too, and he doesn't want to see us, uh, you know, too long. Yeah, he wants us to have a repentant heart, right? Um, but then he comes in, and just like a husband, when he sees a, a wife crying, uh, he comes in, you know, what's wrong, honey? And he comes and comforts her. And so he's going to bring you comfort in all of this and uh, just continue, you know, with the decluttering. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're going to be so happy with the results. <laughs> it's going to be so Amen. nice. You're going to feel like satisfied. Have you ever decluttered your home and everything is in the right place and things that need to go in the garage sale, they go, and things that have to be given away, they're, they're gone, and it's just perfect. And things are just like, mm-hmm. oh, I can breathe now. Oh, this is wonderful. I can go into every room and not. And I can take uh, visitors around and not worry about that room. <laughs> it's so true. So, mm. You know, I'm. Um, uh, I think I don't. It, it was a. It was this year, um, but it was several months ago. I called in for prayer, and one of the things that for, uh, I called in to your show, and one of the things that you had said to me was just to get things in order and you know that I really felt that that was um the lord uh back then and you know I felt I felt that across the board in terms of just getting my house in order uh you know just taking care of all of these things that I've just kind of left out there and so um that are undone so I just have you know I have a I I I have clutter in my life and in my home, but I'm slowly but surely uh, working to declutter. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting that you mentioned hoarding. Uh, 
couple, or maybe about a, yeah, probably two months ago, I came upon um, some of the hoarding shows uh, that they used to have on. I can't remember what station it was, but, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, one of the things they talk about is that uh, people generally start hoarding after some traumatic life event, whether, you know, it's losing mm-hmm. a parent or divorcing or something like that. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I was just like, man, I don't want to be in that place, you know. <laughs> um, it makes it worse. And so I, yeah. So I've been, you know, working to declutter. I've been getting rid of things, and but I, but I feel, you know, I, I feel that there is a purpose um, in what I'm doing, and so, and, and it's not just the physical, but it's also the spiritual too. Just kind of let, like you mm-hmm. were, you know, talking about letting go of some of those things. So that's that's really encouraging to me, and I just pray that I would continue uh, to to stay on that path of you know, the path to freedom and just decluttering my life. Yeah, and then we have compassion on those that that go through this, and uh, some people need a little more help, and some people are in a big jam where they need a lot of psychological help and a lot of pastoral Mm -hmm. help and things like that. And so it helps us to understand uh, what I was trying to teach everybody tonight. You know, it helps us understand that, you know, we can't be judgmental what other people go through. They may have gone through some mm-hmm. tough stuff, and that's why they act the way that they act. And, you know, we have to pray for them, and we have to um, understand, the, like you were saying, the psychological uh, traumas of, of things that have happened to people. Some of it is brought by themselves. The, the things mm-hmm. that, they, that they're going through, it's their own not dealing with these things that they needed to declutter out of out of their own spiritual lives and their own lives. And when they don't deal with it, then chaos comes in. Chaos comes in. And so um, it's not always the devil. It's not yeah. always the devil. Sometimes it's what we allow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I know because I've, I've dealt with some people and I've seen the different things and I've seen a lot of help, but they don't want it. And it's only until we decide that we want it, then God can come in. There is a saying, mm-hmm. and I know it's not a Christian saying, but um, it says, uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. So in other words, yes. when you're ready, then the Holy Spirit will say, oh, okay, now we can get started. Mm-hmm. Now we can get started. And so God is, you know, waits sometimes, and some people never come out of that that state because they never allowed God to come into those rooms that were messy and get the help from him. And so sometimes God uses godly people, and God gives them wisdom to give us the wisdom to know because they've either gone through it or have dealt with other people that have gone through that. And so we need, you know, we need Godly, you know, the word of God shows that um, in the midst of many advisors, I mean, godly advisors, there's victory. Right. There's mm-hmm. victory. But things we can't just do it by ourselves. Deliverance, sometimes we can have deliverance on our own, but sometimes we need deliverance with help. With help. Yes. And so I just pray that you put people, godly, divine connections with Valerie, Father God, that that whatever other things that she may need to deal with, that Father, that you put those people in her life 
to help her, um, not to manipulate her to go this way or that way, but to help her so that she can help uh, and hear your voice and do as you say because she loves you, not because she has to do this or she has to do that in order for this to happen. No, you love her already. You love her already. You've set her free. She doesn't have to earn anything. She's good the way she is, but you're, you love her too much to leave her the way she is. And so we thank you. It's just like uh, the relationship of a husband and wife, that the husband loves the wife so much, and he doesn't want her. He wants to give her the best, the best. And so, God, give her the best. Help her, Father God, in Jesus' name. And then I can free, freedom, freedom, freedom. You're being set free. You're being set free. Continue Amen. doing that. Amen, Valerie. Is there Amen. anything you want prayer for? Anything else you want to say? Um, I would like to ask for prayer for two of my children, um, Jonathan and Grace. Um, they live with me. My other son lives with his dad. And uh, the ones that are with me, is, you know, they've just been, just I've just been having a difficult time with them. Um, uh, and I, you know, I think it's emotional. I think it's, you know, they're, I just, I just ask for wisdom and I, I need wisdom in how to, to deal with them and patience and perseverance you know, just because some days it just feels so difficult and I don't, sometimes I just don't know what to do or, you know, I'm just discouraged because they're not doing the things they should be doing. And, um, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a lot of things to consider. I know they miss their dad and all all those, you know, just all of those things. So I guess just, just prayer for them and their walk with the Lord and, and just their, uh, you know, they're need they're what they need, what they're missing. You know, I know that they're dealing with um you know, life as it is right now, I guess, without you know, I don't know exactly how to say it, but um mm-hmm. I I need wisdom and just prayer for them. You know, as you're seeking the Lord and you're allowing God to help you you're going to notice that there's going to be changes in them too. They're going to see the changes in Mm -hmm. you because um, think about it. When there is a hoarder or someone that uh, has a lot of clutter, when they deal with their lives and they deal with the clutter and the hoarding or whatever they have going on, um, what ends up happening is that it affects everybody else in the house. They're like, mm-hmm. they see that it's helping that person do what they're doing, and it also helps them, and they learn things about themselves. So it's, it, it, continue doing what you're doing with your walk with the Lord, and you're going to start seeing some things in them. But we definitely will pray. We'll, we'll pray for them. Right okay, now. thank you. So thank you, Lord, for Jonathan and Grace. And what is the other son's name? Uh, Seth. Seth. Thank you, Lord, for Seth. Lord, and to Jonathan and Grace, Father God, we lift them up to you, Lord. Father, we ask you, Father God, that you touch them too, Father God. That you bring 
uh, healing in their emotions, that you bring healing because they're taking it hard, this, this divorce, this, this separation, whatever this is, Father God, however long it's been going. Lord, we just ask you, Father God, that whatever emotional trauma this has caused them, Father God, that you come in and you start helping them, that you start dealing yeah. with their hearts, that they would start seeing, Father God, uh, um, their, their parents also healing, Father God. And Lord, we just pray for for uh, Valerie and her ex, or her soon-to-be, I don't know. Um, so we ask you, Father God, we lift this relationship, and we pray, Father God, that you bring healing, that as time goes by, things will be healed. I pray, Father God, that you give mm-hmm. her wisdom to know how to uh, walk and talk about their father in front of them, that um, that you would allow them them to see that there is a change in her too, Lord. Help her, Father God. If there are other things that need to be changed too, Lord, help her, Father God. So we just ask you, Father God, that you envelop this family, Father God, with your love, with your peace, that you would help them to to work things out, that you would give them that season of peace where they can sort things out and make sense of it all, Father God, although sometimes it doesn't make sense but, Lord, we just ask you for that forgiveness, that there be forgiveness in the children, there be forgiveness with the, the, the ex-spouses, that there be forgiveness with the, within each other, Father God, that they will forgive themselves, that, that they won't carry those burdens that yeah. are not theirs to carry. Yeah. Father God, that they are carrying something that is not theirs, and that they, they need to understand that sometimes things happen. And that, but God is still on the throne, and God is still working for their good. So help them to see that God is there, that God loves them, that He has not forsaken them because of all this that has gone on, but that He has a perfect plan for them, for the whole family, for each and every one of them. So Lord, we just pray that You bring unity, and Lord, we bind this this spirit that that it has been going around in our society where children get so angry at their parents and they just want to ghost them and and they want to to distance themselves from them and they think that it's right. I bind that spirit from operating in this family in any way, form, or fashion in the name of Jesus. That they will not do this, Father God. I pray, Father God, that there will be love, that there will be forgiveness. That, Father God, that, that there will, won't be estrangement, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, bring healing. Yeah. I pray, Father God, bring healing. And that um, you give Valerie creative ways to keep the family united, even though it's not structured the same, but that there will be um, forgiveness and that they will see, their children, her children will see it, Father God, and see that there's uh that there is a change, that there is a, that there is still that we can love people, maybe not in the same ways that we did before, um, but there are different ways of loving. And so we thank you, Father God, that they will see this and that they will sense freedom to themselves in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, God will give you wisdom. God will give you Amen. wisdom. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. God bless you. All right. Well, God bless you.
All right. Have a good evening. God. You too. God bless you. All right. Uh, next caller, 251-229. Your name and where you're from. Hi, Prophet is calling. This is Sarah from Alabama. Sarah from Alabama. Okay. I don't know why I want to always sing. <laughs> Give me a minute here. Uh, every time I hear your name, Sarah, I want to sing Sarah from Alabama. All right. Let me put you on, on mute and I'll come back to you. Thank you, Father God, for Sarah from Alabama. I see you building. Um, and, you know, sometimes we feel like we're in the wilderness and we're, you know, left alone. But there are things even in the wilderness that God can uh, can show us that they're there. Um, sort of like, um, like sometimes, you know, you see these shows that they have the wilderness, right? Experience where people get thrown in the wilderness and, and, uh, they got to fend for themselves, right? And they're given certain amount of tools. And so I see you like that, um, that God is giving you the tools, uh, whatever they are to build, build a house, build a relationship. And so um, in these, uh, let me let me tell you what I'm seeing. Like in these um, shows, you will see that they'll take a vine and they'll take those, take more than one vine and they'll maybe make a braid out of it and they'll make a rope. And then instead of having one, because they join three, that vine becomes really strong. And so God is going to um, show you through the things that he's already put in you, the tools that he's put in you to use um, through the word, that you're going to put some things together to bring uh, um, strength, to to have cords of, 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 of unity um, in your house. However, the, that those cords may be needed. Maybe those cords are going to be needed to put logs together and tie them together. Uh, it, maybe it's going to put, you know, something on the roof, tie something on the roof. And before you know it, you've created a house. You know, you see those shows where they, they go out in the wilderness and they create houses. They create log cabins. They create things. And so God, you know, even with the less likely things, they use the leaves. They use everything that's out there. But they have the skills. And you have the skills that it takes because God is in you, and he's put these things in you to know how to go about doing these things. So we thank you, Lord, for building the house. As Sarah's building the house, it's a, it's a relationship. It's a, a, a godly relationship, maybe with somebody that seems uh, distant. And so we thank you, Father God, because you're going to give her the wisdom to build the house, to build that, that place of shelter from the elements. And I'm, I'm talking spiritually speaking, too. Um, so we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. For that in Jesus' name. All right. 
Sarah, how are you? Hi, Prophetess Carmen. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm um, um, was concentrating on the word when you said um, relationship. Do you remember what you said? Because sometimes people can go forth and, you know, <laughs> can't remember some of the things. But um, was it a godly relationship or something? You it's a relationship. And so it has to do with the house, I guess. It's your house. Your house, your okay. House. I don't know if it's you know, it can be physical, mm-hmm. your physical house and a spiritual house. Um, it could be the relationship with your with God, and it could be relationship with your loved one, also. So, okay, you know, you know, God does that, and uh, sometimes you know it goes parallel. <laughs> it goes parallel with both <laughs> sides. Yeah. It affects both sides. I know that it does sometimes with me. That you know, well, for the most part, it does. You know, he shows <laughs> me things. He's always talking to us, but sometimes we don't see it. And so, even in mm-hmm. um, hello, even if you're stuck in a cabin and you're not doing anything, God will still talk to you in different ways. He can still talk yeah. to you in different ways. So, uh, so what's I'm going on? How how are you? I'm good. I receive the word of God. Uh, <laughs> seriously speaking, that's coming through your mouth and that he's using you as a spiritual mouthpiece. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, that's good. Um, well, everything's been good. Um, I try to, I just enjoy uh, staying tuned into the word of God uh, and to Stay tuned, and that arena means to just uh, to be able to be close to him, you know. And so, and then sometimes he does stick us out and put us in the wilderness to see um, our reaction, you know, to see if we're going to be living by faith in the wilderness. Uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't always have to be, you know, when people think wilderness, it's going to be bad. No. It could be the best time in your life because you're <laughs> hearing him clearly. When you're alone just with God, he can give you such clear directions to what to do. Um, there could be scary times, but that has nothing to do with that God's not there. It's Sometimes it's our own fears, you know, oh, what's out there? <laughs> and there's nothing <laughs> just because you heard a, a, a tree rattling. It's nothing. But all you need is out there, just you and God, and he'll give you the water that you need. He'll show you how to how to find that. He'll show you how to do um, different things. And you'll come out strong and rejoicing and joyful, you know, for the experience. Because some, sometimes in those wilderness experiences, it's not, you know, people look at it wrong. You know, that's when God shows up. Because everything's quiet and there's no noise. It's just you and him. I've seen even um, shows of people, just, just them by themselves, and oh, how they enjoy it. How they enjoy their time being alone and just learning things. Just with them, you know, just in the wilderness without nobody else being around. And yet there's other other times where there's, oh, 
I heard something. <laughs> it was only their own fears speaking to them. No, don't don't be fearful. God is with you. He's going to show you. He's just you know. Sometimes those wilderness experiences are for us to quiet our our spirits down and to listen to what He's trying to say, mm-hmm. so that you can know what next steps to take. You know, because it's important mm-hmm. to hear the instructions for the next step for whatever it is that you have. And in this case, I sense that it has to do with your house, with your your walk with the Lord, with your family, with your family. Amen? So he's giving you something. Mm-hmm. He's going to be giving you some things for you to, to be quiet and listen. And it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, I've seen... <laughs> I'm I'm learning to see it differently now because I I see things and then I'm like oh I never thought of that I never thought of that and so as you're you're I'm speaking to you this is what God is pulling out of me right now for you Amen 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 Hallelujah I tell you that is that gifting that he that gifting that he's um put on the inside of you and and is awesome you know because you're giving it not only to me but to others that are partaking of the line the uh the um prophetic grace network and that is awesome i mean because that gifting is flowing to others and then they're able to Concentrate on it. Get that relationship with God in mind. And they have it in just them flow. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you have it in mm-hmm. you too. It's not not that I'm any different. It's where God is. God's the one that's doing it. It's all Him. It's all for His glory. It's all what He wants to do. Without Him, we're nothing. We can't do nothing. We can't say nothing. And so he, he he lives in you, and therefore you have that in you. You you mm. also share that with others, amen. And so we can we have to amen. stop seeing that everybody else is more, or that they have this, or they have that. No, we all need each other in the body. Like the eye cannot go without the mouth, without the nose, without the ears. You know, the hands in a body is needed. The feet are needed. Every part of the body is needed. Without it. We are not a body. We're not whole. We're supposed to be together. And then we need each other. And that's what I think God is trying to show you through this. Quiet you down to show you, okay, this is what you, these are the things you're giving me so that I can put this together. What for? So that we can shelter, you know, when it, it gets dark. You know, when when people go out there in the wilderness, they they gather the the wood, the leaves, the the vines, whatever they they, they need in order to create a shelter, because they know that nighttime is going to come, and they need to be under the you know covered from the elements. And so, I believe that God is trying to show you that for certain things, so that you can find that shelter in Him. 
not to fear the darkness. Day and night come. They, those are normal things that are coming, you know, and then the sun comes out, and then it gets dark, and then the sun comes out. So that's our life journey, you know. Sometimes there's sunny days, and then sometimes there are nighttime. So God is going to help you. And through the body of Christ, we help each other as the Lord speaks. Amen. Amen. And so I'm Amen. sure that you're going to learn some things and you're going to come back and share to help others. So no, nothing big in Carmen is the the big one is God. <laughs> Absolutely. Like a dry branch. <laughs> the life in, in this in this, you know, you are, uh, you know, the life that we have, we have in God. Yeah. And how is it that that scripture goes, I am the vine, ye are the branches? Uh-huh. So, I'm the very you know, branch. Yeah. Let me see if I find We're it. Not We're not. Yeah. Yeah, let me see. Mm. My mom would tell me, um, she said, do you notice how God lets the hurricanes come at night? And, you know, because everybody's like, get ready, get ready. And, um, you know, they give us the warnings and everything. But it comes at night because if we saw a hurricane, he protects us from seeing the real thing. (laughs) And I said, oh, okay. Well, the hurricane comes at night. And then so it's doing all the, you know, the eye and all that comes through. And then when we wake up in the morning, we see the roughage, you know? Yeah. But you were under the shelter of the Almighty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. John fifteen five it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So apart from God, we can not do anything. So he's going to be showing mm-hmm. you some things. Sometimes God prepares us ahead of time for certain things that come our way, and now we, we have the victory because we've already been listening. Bam, you get that done. And, you know, <laughs> and so many times people don't have a vic- the victory in certain things because they're not listening. They're, 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 um, taking in what the world has and uh, uh, amassing all this other stuff, but it's not what they need. It's sort of like the hoarder. They have this and they have that, and those are things that are, don't have any value to that person. Have you seen households that are like that? Oh, they got this, they got that, and that, but do they use it? No. Is that what they need? No. So God says, you're all I you're you're gonna need. He's gonna show you what you need to do, it. and everything else is gonna be nothing. It's, there's not gonna be clutter in your in your house. There's not gonna be hoarding in your house because you're not taking in and wasting time taking in what is not of true value. Amen. 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 Well, I, that's amazing because I was talking to my daughter, and she was saying how, you know, people, um, oh, they're, you know, they have this, they have, you know, some stars have, like, what, 30 cars, and they don't even know how to drive them. And 
all this kind of stuff. I said, well, isn't that something? I mean, they're millionaires and don't even know how to drive the cars. And I'm like, can you imagine? And they've got, what, 20 cars in the parking, in the driveway? I'm like, you know, what good is a man to profit the whole world, to gain the whole world, but yet lose his soul? So, I mean, at the same token, you're gaining all this stuff. You're hardening it. I mean, come on. You know, yeah, that's crazy. what I was talking about earlier with this one lady that I didn't mention her name, but they were interviewing her, and she's really loud, um, and she talks loud and everything, but yet when she was doing the interview, they asked her um, about her life, um, if she was happier. Does it, do you feel that you're happier right now than when you were broke or not, or not really? they said. And so she was like almost like in a sad face. And this lady's never sad. She's loud and, you know, mm, 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 and she's telling it like it is. And in a gentle voice, she says, um, sometimes she says, there's sometimes something it makes me happy, that makes me happy that I'm able to afford, when she's able to afford things, what I want. And it makes me uh, it, it makes her to get um, to treat her family because of all the things, the money that she had. But she felt um, that the money that she had was uh, kind of took away that happiness because um, she remembered how before she didn't have as much, and she was going stripping and she was broke, but she was able to say whatever she wanted to say. She got to to do and say whatever she wanted to say. And now she felt that she was being limited and that that a lot of people wanted her to be a certain way, wanted to change her, and and that didn't make her happy. And so she still doesn't understand that it's not stripping, that it's not money, that it's not fame. That's going to make her happy. God is the only one that's going to make you truly happy. Yeah. And that's what I was telling, you know, riding and <clears throat> coming from a, a family gathering. And we just had a, con- a conversation, and I said, you can, those people are probably miserable. I mean, because they have cars, they can't drive. They're in the driveway. And, um, you know, and riches and all of that. And it, do you think it makes them happy? I said, I think, you know, what I really want to tell you is that, what does a prophet man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? Because the void is, that they're looking for is Jesus. Mm-hmm. They just have that well, void there. What's the void? Yeah. Have you seen a hoarder? Sometimes a hoarder will drive around and they'll pick up other people's trash and they bring it into their home. Oh, but I can make something with that. No, you can't. You're just hoarding things. Instead of running to Jesus, you're running to things that you think that are going to make you happy, whether it's fame, whether it's bringing this or bringing that possession into your home. You're creating chaos. Whether it's uh, having another degree or having a degree, you know, if unless God says do this, then you do it because he knows what path, but you're seeking him first for it. But if you're doing it all on your own and you're seeking all these things that can be good things, 
relationships that can be good, but when it's out of whack, it gets all crazy. The hoarder has a whole bunch. Nobody can walk in the house. Nobody can go there with them. Nobody can have a relationship with that person because they have all these distractions around them, just like people with relationships. One, a man can be with one woman after the other after the other looking for something to fill and that what they need is Jesus. A woman can do the same thing. Remember the woman at the well. She was doing the same thing. She was. She had many husbands. <laughs> really, they weren't husbands. They were probably other people's husbands. She thought that they had treasure. No, your treasure is Jesus. Your treasure mm-hmm. is Jesus. You know, yeah, God will, you put him first and all these other things will come in place. You'll have the relationship, you'll have, you know, the the, the career and the, the job and this and that. But when you take your eyes off of Jesus, then those things become cluttered. They become hoarding. Just one more thing. It, it won't, don't mean no, doesn't mean anything. So hmm. our eyes are supposed to be on Jesus. He'll oh show us the way. He'll put it all in order if we just keep his eyes. Mm-hmm. If, he, if we keep his eyes on him, he he's a God of order and not of chaos and and confusion. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and think about a person with, with hoarding. Isn't there a lot of disorder? Just imagine it. I'm trying to give you visuals so that you can relate the visual with the spiritual. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, a hoarder will go anywhere they go, they bring up their the other people's trash. <laughs> Some of these women do the same thing. They pick somebody else's husband that's not not a godly man, not valued by God, because remember what I said, you're valuable to God when you start doing what God says to do. You know, we mm-hmm. looked at the word, you know, um, treasure. And so these people are not walking with God. They're not treasured by God. God doesn't see them. Val- he loves them. But when they start loving him and walking the way they they're valuable to him. They're a jewel. They're a, they're a gold to them, to him. And so he can use that, you know, and a lot of people think, you know, antiques are great. But what good is it that you have an antique and you don't show it and you hide it in your clo- in your attic? <laughs> <laughs> no, God, you know, uses what's valuable and he puts it on display to be used. <laughs> and he does that with us. Really? Too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know... We can't look at all these things because it's just going to be clutter in our lives that is going to distract us from from getting close to God. They're all fine and, and dandy. A relationship is wonderful, but if that other person is not seeking God, then there's going to be clutter. <laughs> there's going to be hoarding. Hoarding for, for nothing is going, just going to add on and add on and it's more baggage and more baggage and more baggage and before you know it it's hard to live together it's hard to to do what we need to do you know in this relationship it's hard to be around you because you're not seeking god 
I'm not seeking God. Yeah. We're being a distraction for each other. Or the job, the job can be a distraction. I don't have time for God. This job consumes me. You see? And, yeah. and, you know, seeking to have so many children. Some people want to have a whole bunch of children. If God didn't say you were to have a lot of children, you better be careful because they can be a distraction <laughs> too. Idol worship. You spend all your time on them. Even for that, even for how big of a family do you want us to have, Lord? What do you want us to do, Lord? Everything we need to. I wish I had learned these lessons when I was younger. I didn't know. I didn't have godly people that knew these lessons either around me. Now I do. And because people. Go Go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Um, that's another pointer that I talked about uh, with Leah as we were riding tonight. Um, I, when you have Jesus, like I said, ooh, I wish I would have, <laughs> you know, I had the Lord at a very early age because when you have him in your life, you have less, you don't have any of the trouble. I mean, you're going to have some things that the adversary tries to, you know, throw at you, but you can catch him when you have the Lord. But now when he puts everything in order, in other words, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, mm-hmm. And and I was just like telling her that. Uh, yeah, like in, in a marriage. marriage. If a husband gets mar- get married and there's that, things are out of order, he puts mama first. Nope. When you get married, you you have to be with this person, the one that you have to talk to and mm-hmm. decide things with is this spouse of yours, not mama or daddy. Yeah, that's right. It says in the word that you have to leave, you know, cleave to your, you have to leave your um, family or something like that. The husband. I mean, not that you hate says. your family or anything like that, but there is a proper order mm-hmm. of doing things. And, um, and, and, and in our relationship, otherwise, then there's going to be clutter in your house, your mother-in-law, your father-in-law, your your parents. <laughs> and so we okay, have to learn is, uh... as parents also not to be cluttered for our families, not to be uh, that piece of furniture that's the hoarding part of their lives <laughs> that's making them miserable. You know. It says in Matthew, yeah. You have to learn on their own. They have to learn on their own to seek the Lord for everything because one day you'll be gone and then you have to deal with it uh, with your own life. And if they didn't teach you how to turn to Jesus when you're you're going through, then you're not going to go through. You're going to be so crazy. Uh, you're going to be end up like these hoarders bringing in different things to try to satisfy the work, the money, the the property. Um, being popular in this, being popular in that. It's all about me, 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 me. No, it's not me-centered. It's God-centered. Yeah, that's that's it. And it says in the word, Matthew 19 and 5 and 6, um, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they shall be one in flesh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. Wherefore they are no more twain, but one in flesh. Yeah. Yeah, when they come to you and ask for advice, then that godly advice helps them to have victory. But it's not for you to meddle and to be there and to always be there like you did when you were they were young. Uh, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you want to battle. But you say, nope, shut your mouth, bite your tongue. <laughs> Let them figure it out in everything that they do, whether it's marriage, whether it's their career, when they're adults, they have to learn. Yeah, and you have to leave the doors open so that they can come and ask, but sometimes they don't. And that's why we're facing a lot of estrangements with parents and and children. And psychologists are noticing this, where parents um, are, are heartbroken. And you see this on social media where it, it plays back and forth. You know, the sons or the daughters say this and the parents will say that. And there's estrangement. The, the children don't want them in their lives because they can't. They can't. It's all about them. And they hurt their parents, which they had not done anything but in the, the mind of their children because society is so different now. They think that they're that there's something wrong, you know, with your family. There's nothing wrong with your family, kids. It's just you you need to listen. But you're going to learn that the hard way because you don't want to listen. And no matter what the parents do, nice people, they're going to do what they're going to do. But we have to be careful and, and seeking God, and God will give us what to do. He'll show us. But if we don't spend time with him, we're not going to make it. We're not going to have the victory. And sometimes others know what to tell you, have gone through it, and have wisdom and can help. But it has to be godly wisdom. It can't be any old joke from out, out the street. You know, sometimes you can see when a person has wisdom in their life, and those are the ones that you seek for advice whether it's for your marriage, whether it's for your personal life, whether it's for your single life, whether it's for ministry, you know, everybody has somebody that God will put in their path that have been there, done that, and can give you godly counsel. But not everybody can give you godly counsel. I was dealing with one lady, and she was going through abuse, and um, the things that they were putting this woman under, in her church. One was saying one thing, the other one was saying, go back to him, and the other one was saying, no, leave him. They, were, they had this woman in such confusion that Jesus just poured out in tears and started talking about, like, first of all, this person said this, this is not of God. This one said this, that seems a little bit more, but you have to have a plan because if you're doing this, you have to be careful. And so I gave her some wisdom, some godly wisdom to as to how to approach it, the situation. But she's getting all, you know, it's an abusive situation that can be very dangerous. And so, but nobody but this lady can do it unless she wants. Because I've seen this happen before where two, two of these other ladies that... Um, sought help, and they helped her, and this and that, Go, they went back, and they end up dead. Mm. Yeah. One one got beat up, and um, one of the blood clots from the beating, 
um, mm-hmm. gave her a blood clot. She died from it. Then there was another one that used to have drugs with the husband. The husband was a bad one. And uh, a church took her in, gave her a place to, to live, and gave her, you know, a way to make money, and she was doing fine. And then for some reason they had to communicate and took her back. She got into drugs again, and she died. And she died? Because of the man. She died, too. Oh wow! But but this other lady that I just met, she's got a pretty predicament. I can't go through all of this stuff, but you know, I made it really loud and clear. I mean, you have to you have to deal with it. You see this other person that you're dealing with, and this other person that you're dealing with, that's similar to what you're going through. <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with it too. If you don't, you're gonna be just like this person. She goes, oh, but this, this person is in in, uh, in in a lot of trouble, and that's why I wanted to help her. I go, yeah, you wanted to help her, but you can't help yourself. You got to help mm. yourself and not and love yourself before you can love on others, so that you can see clearly, knowing how to help others. But if you don't take care of yourself, you can't go helping others. You're gonna put yourself in, in a lot of hurt. A lot of hurt. So we can't go giving out advice when we have a big message sometimes. We've got to be careful. They can follow our advice and they can hurt themselves. And so that's why we need Jesus to show us how to build our houses, how to find a shelter when times are rough. And I mean spiritually speaking and physically speaking. You know, when the, the storms come, it will be protected. Just like when we go through thunderstorms and whatever. We're, if we build the house right, we're, we're going to be covered. Amen. 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 And it's, it's um, God is universal, you know. He, he takes care of everybody. And his and he took the whole world in his hands. He's universal. Right now, he's moving as we speak um, everywhere. He's just he's taking care of you and I, the situation, everybody's situation. He's everywhere. You know, he he sits up high and looks down low. He he's probably like, what are they doing? They're running around like rats. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to them. Wait up! Wait up! <laughs> you know, but um. Um, and it's amazing how much I I have been taught, you know, um, through PGN because I went to a church one time. They were really preaching it and going forth, and I don't know. The lady was trying to push me on the floor, and I don't know. Ever since then, I didn't go back because I, I'm like, look, I'm not gonna, you know, if I you know, if I go back now, if I'm gonna hit the you know, so it, it's to me. I feel like you get discernment, and once you get that discernment, um, whether the Lord is speaking and everything, you're gonna know. He He gives you His comfort and the Holy Spirit to let you know. You know, you know what's going on. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, I'm not saying everybody is like that, but uh, 
anyway, that's a different subject. So I just wanted to just throw that out there that uh, Jesus gives you discernment to to know what's going on in the different arenas. But anyway, mm-hmm. I just say that to say that uh, the Lord is universal and He sees everything, you know. And um, mm-hmm. once you learn through a bad situation, whether it's verbal or uh, any kind of abuse, it's good to just get away from it and uh, let the Lord speak to you instead of running back and forth, back and forth. You'll drag yourself through the mud. So. <laughs> and, uh, well, is there anything else that you want? Would you like prayer for anything or anything else you'd like to say before I move on to the next caller? Well, yeah, I've got, uh, I'm going to, you can make it short because I know you've got other callers, but um, I'm going to pursue going back to school and I only have a year left. So I just want to try to <laughs> try it and get the, get it out of the way, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Sarah has plans in her heart, but Father God, we just pray that you just show her, Father God, what your plans are, if they are your plans that she's seeking. So we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, as you show her that she, Father God, will will follow in, in those steps in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for her family. Bless her, Father God, as she seeks your face, as she seeks your will. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, Sarah. God bless you. Mm-hmm. It's always a, uh, nice to hear your voice. Amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have a and great I thank week, the Lord. You have a great week, and hopefully I get a chance to talk to you soon. If not, love hard and forgive. Mm-hmm. Love you. I love you, too. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, next call is five zero four two eight two. Your name and where you're from. Hello, it's Nicole from Louisiana. Nicole from Louisiana. Okay, give me a minute. Thank you, Lord, for Nicole from Louisiana, Father God. You know what? I'm I'm hearing and I'm gonna be obedient. I don't understand it, but I'm gonna be obedient. Um Nicole, you feel like a, a layer. You know how Leah was sometimes rejected and felt um, that she wasn't getting the love, but yet another person did. And uh, you feel like the lad, like the rejected one. And so God says, no, that you're, you're, his, the, you're the love of his life. He loves you. He loves you. He, he loves you, and he sees everything that goes around you. And so he's going to bless you. Because your eyes are put on him and not the things of of the world, the things that are around. You know that those things don't satisfy. And so, but at times you feel like that. And so you're, you're crying out to God like Leah. And so because of your crying out, God is going to bless you. 
You're not a Leah. You're not a Leah. And but you know, but then again, Leah got blessed so many times because the Lord blessed her. He favored her. He favored her because she fought his face. She fought him. Even in her pain, even in her rejection, she fought him. So we thank you, Father God, for that. I'm not going to add any more to that. I think you understand. So we thank you, Lord, for Nicole. In the name of Jesus. Hey, Nicole, how are you, dear? I'm good. How are you? Thank you. Thank you uh, for that word. Um, it's, it's, it's so spot on, and for years I felt that way, and I think it's, you know, just started off. Oh, I'm sorry, honey. Can boat. you get closer to the speaker? Because I can't make out what you're saying, and I want to yes. make sure I hear you. Yes, can you hear me? Oh. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can hear you better. Yes, um, yeah, for years I felt that way. Um, you know, started from birth, you know, I was uh, given up into foster care, and then, um yeah, I was almost oh, adopted, and then, you know, my parents were young parents and, um, you know, initially wanted to abort me. So I think it started very, very young in the womb. And so, um, you know, my healing, I've been working on healing for years um, in regards to rejection. And, um, you know, God, he, he just continues to remind me throughout my life, you know, and affirm me that, you know, I'm loved and I'm wanted. And so um, mm-hmm. that's spot on, and I know, I know the Lord is speaking um, through you to remind me, especially during this time. Um, you know, especially when I go through hardships, um, times I do feel, you know, like I'm not favored. Um, and I know it's a, you know, it's, it's an immature thing, so I, I try not to think that way whenever, you know, bad things happen. But you know, the enemy has a way of using our old wounds to, you know, cause uh, insecurity and confusion. And so God is always there to remind me. So I, I appreciate that word and, you know, I receive it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That makes sense. I mean, I I was kind of hesitant to say it, um, but I, I felt, mm-hmm. you know, the lay, I think, um, yeah, but you know, but Leah was loved. Leah was favored, even with all the rejection around her, the things that she had no control of, um, because she didn't. She didn't have control of it. But yet, God blessed her, and that's what He's going to do mm-hmm. with you. And you are loved. You are favored. He loves you. Remember Thank that. You too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know so many stories of people that have been adopted. And um, there's this one song that I play, um, and it's called Fly. It's about angels. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Upton, what's his first name? I forget his name. His last name is Upton. Well, he gave the story of of his uh, adoption. And uh, he was raised by this woman, and they were Christians. And he found, he knew that he was adopted. And he would pray for his real mother. And so one day, he got to meet her as an older man, you know. And um, Mm -hmm. everything that she had prayed for, he became. Because she was a young girl and she couldn't keep him because of Mm -hmm. his situation. 
And um, because of that, she had to give him up. You know, she was uh, she was raped by somebody that she knew that was uh, a minister. And then um, she had him, but she couldn't. She was a young girl. She couldn't, but she mm-hmm. still loved God, and she continued to to pray for that baby that she couldn't have. And everything that he was, you know, from the worship leader that he was, um, even the, the, the prayers, the songs, even all that. And she, she knew who he was. And she would intercede in her church because she was an intercessor too. So uh, wow. when he met her and found out all the things that, that she had done and how she had prayed for him, he was floored. He was like, what? And the experience that this young man had with angels. And so that one song that, um, let me see if I have it. I'll play it. Um, it's about um, him talking about angels. There was it, uh, an experience also that he had um, in the church service where they were serve, uh, singing and worshiping. And they took the recording, and they were like those that were specialists in in the recording and sounds and all that stuff. They were saying there was nobody singing that that, that high note. That that's not humanly possible. And so they're telling right. him this and that. And there was a little boy in the meeting that saw angels behind them, and the anointing hit wow. so hard that they they hit under the the organ or the piano, whatever they were playing at that moment. And that wow. that anointing hit hard. Yeah, that anointing hit hard. Let me see if I if I have it here. No, I haven't downloaded that. I've downloaded some, but sometimes I've played them from from my own phone. So I have. Maybe I'll play it next time next week. But um, you can go on YouTube and look for the the song "Fly." Then um, mm-hmm. that is. The, it, I mean, and there's other people that were there that talk about it, and uh, it was wow, it was wild, you know, the experience that this young man had. And now he's older, now he's way old, but this was a while back, and um, so he has an experience with with uh, being adopted, and so you know we don't understand, and um, you know the enemy will use these things to try to to get us to believe the lies. And so mm-hmm. just know that you are loved, that God loves you. And he has a purpose and a plan for you, but it also is in conjunction with your obedience, you know, that he mm-hmm. has plans for you to do certain things. And, you know, just rebuke the enemy when you you hear that, when you hear that, mm-hmm. you know, you're not loved, you're not loved, that you're like a Leia. No, no, God loves you. You know, you're you're tre- you're his treasure. You're his tesoro. <laughs> you need to listen to the beginning of the of the of the serve of what I was speaking about earlier. You'll understand mm-hmm. everything that I'm talking about. And so, don't allow the enemy mm-hmm. to put things in your mind where you get traumatized. And if you have, then seek the Lord to set you free from these things because they're lies from the enemy. And the enemy mm-hmm. just wants to bound, make you bound and not allow you to move forward. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, um, Amen. He's got much to do, you know, use you in. You don't know all the things that he has in store for you. 
But as long as you let the enemy put this junk and this clutter in your life, it's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. So you got to, if you love the Lord, you're going to let him help you. Amen. And the things that you do for the Lord will truly have value because you're doing it out of the love for God. And it's not a work. Of works of of the law, like I was mentioning, mm-hmm. but the works of faith, the works of faith. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. I receive the word. It's a blessing. Amen. Do you have anything else you want to say or add, or anything to be prayed about? Um. Yes, I would. I would just ask to to pray. Um, for relationships, um, you know, with with family and, and friends, um, you know, just just that God continue to bring are these your um, peace. are these your family blood family or adopted family? Uh, blessed family. The adopted family. Okay. Yeah, so I, I wasn't actually officially adopted. I ended up um, being placed back in the care of my mom. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I was, what I was saying was I, I was almost adopted. I was in foster care for a bit, and then, you know, I was almost adopted, and then they placed me back in the care of my mom. So, um, you know, my biological family, and, you know, I have a daughter, and, and so, um you know, her dad and everything. Okay. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you, Father God, for relationships, Father God. You put these relationships in our lives for a reason. And But, Father God, sometimes they are like a, 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 a temperature reader of our walk. The things that we're experiencing with our family sometimes are things that you want to show her about you and her. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just pray that you bring that unity in in them. Like, Like I was telling Sarah about that wilderness experience, that God was going to take her. And so I sense that God's going to show you. All the things that you need to know, the things that you need to see, the things you need to understand in order to be able to build your house, build the house of God and build the house of your physical house with your family and knowing the proper order, the proper order. Because now as, as, uh, as your parents, you know, your mother, your, your married life, uh, your relationship with for whoever you're with, um, all that has an order, an order. And when things are out of order, then it's like you're, you're going to other things to meet the needs that you have. And so God Amen. is going to show you how to bring those things in order. And those things that are out of order is almost like decluttering. <laughs> it could be a relationship, certain relationships. Um, it could be, you know, uh, how to put it in on the right order. I mean, because sometimes it's mm-hmm. not, okay, uh, when you decide that, okay, I'm going to start cleaning house, whether that's your physical or your spiritual house, you start uh, assessing what you have. 
what needs to stay? Mm-hmm. What needs to be given away? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. What needs to be thrown away? Mm-hmm. You know, you know, because some things are not for you to have. Some things are right. for you to give back to that person. You know, okay, we can have a relationship, but this does not stay in my house. This is not the order of God in my house. It's, it's the order right. of God in your house. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so there are some things that you say, okay, this piece of furniture or this piece of whatever um, has to go. It does not fit my life. It doesn't fit this house. That's not what I want in this, this house. That piece of furniture is is the old stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. living a new life. That's the old life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit with my house. So it's got to, the order has to be put in place. And so, all right, out you go. Maybe that piece of furniture is best for another house that will be happier with that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. And so mm-hmm. you need to assess what you have in your house and that you and the Lord will do. And he will show you. He will show you how to put the order in your house, how to put the order in your house, your physical house, your spiritual house. We were talking about that last week, that Solomon was building two houses, the house of the Lord and his house, the kingdom, the, the king, the, the king's house. And so mm-hmm. um, there is, God is very meticulous about how he does things. He's very into detail because mm-hmm. if you don't build something right, it'll fail. It'll fall. It'll break up. Right. There's, there's going to be issues later on. So, you know, when an architect starts building, he has to be precise. I remember years ago in my city, that these architects got really greedy, and one of them got really, you know, and building this, you know, mansion. And then when they were almost finished um, building it, they realized that the plumbing system had not been attached. So there was no way mm-hmm. where the water was going to go out. They built everything. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be a lawsuit. This man was so devastated from what he had done that he missed that, that he committed suicide. Oh, yeah. Mhm. Because he built the on the wrong way. He didn't build on the firm foundation. He built on something else. Mm-hmm. And so he he lost his life, and his enemy came and took him. He was setting him up. Because he was greedy, wanted money and this and that. And they want to do shortcuts. And you can't do shortcuts mm-hmm. when you're building. And you can't do shortcuts Amen. in your spiritual life either. Mm-hmm. You can't do it your way. It has to be God's way. Amen. Okay? Because okay. the enemy will come when you are on in your lowest of the lowest. So this man figured, mm-hmm. oh, I'm better dead than alive. And that was a lie from the enemy. It was a lie. Mm-hmm. There's always a way out. There's always a way. God, if you tr- trust God, he always makes a way. He's a way maker. Mm-hmm. But this man 
did not put his, his hands in the Lord. And so this is the danger of living with a lot of clutter. It could be a stronghold at that time, and the enemy loves it. The more the strong, the, the, the stronger the stronghold, the easier it is to get you. Mm-hmm. So that's why we have to do periodic cleaning, right, in our yeah. homes. Maintenance. Mm-hmm. Keeping things the way they should be. Um, I have a family member that said that they had a house. And luckily, because a friend from the city had told her, you need to run back to your house because they're ready to take it away from you because nobody's living in it and it's it's dirty and nobody's upkeeping it. And she goes, what? He says, leave immediately. So she had some good friends let her know. Sometimes God does that to us by using ministries, PGN, to tell you certain things, to clean mm-hmm. up your act and hurry up and build your house because, you know, the enemy's ready to take your house. Yep. And so she went mm-hmm. back in and she says she lost everything she had in the house. Everything that was wood had termites. My, um, my, um, uh, she says that her grandmother's um, furniture that she had taken for herself, it was all eaten up. She says, wow. she had to replace everything that had wood in it. My goodness. And so that symbolizes to me, the wood symbolizes us, you know, things that, that fade. Everything mm-hmm. else can, you know, keeps on going, right? And so she she had to invest in everything. She threw mattresses, oh, a lot of furniture. She had to start all over again. But she didn't lose her house. Mm-hmm. She didn't lose her house because she heeded to the uh, to that advice. That's like us mm-hmm. when we heed to God's advice. We may lose something, but we won't lose everything. Mm-hmm. God will turn it around and help us to, you know. And so she says, all oh, people gave her mattresses. People gave her so many things. And so she's back. She says, there's some things that she needs, but but overall, she's doing good. Thank you, so, Jesus. So we can, you know, like this man, he lost his life because, you know, he got sidetracked with with money, 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 and doing this and doing that, and all building, 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 but didn't build according to God. Mm-hmm. He, didn't build, he didn't build his life on the firm foundation. So, you know, this is a lesson for all of us. Whatever we do, we need to seek the Lord on the matter because you're going to ruin your life. You're going to ruin your house. But with God, Amen. He'll, you know, he'll make things happen. He'll guide us in the right way. And sometimes we go through the rough places, but and we wonder, well, why, what are you doing, God? He knows what he's doing. It may seem like he's taking a detour over here, but eventually it's going to keep you from finding that accident ahead of, of you. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. That that was a really good word. Thank you so much. Amen. May God bless Amen. you. God All bless right, you, Nicole. Thank you so much. You have, have a good, good weekend. Week. Thank right. you. You too.
Hi, woman of God. This is Barbara from Texas. How are you? <laughs> good, good. <laughs> Let me put you on mute, uh, mute and I'll come back to you. Thank you, Lord, for uh, Sister Barbara, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. I hear the word beautify, beautify, beautify. I sense that the Lord is um, using you to beautify some things, make it beautiful. Um, the, the creative side of you is coming into place. And you're doing this not just for yourself, but for others. And the creative side of you is uh, is getting really creative in uh, being used on how to use certain things to help others. Um, thank you, Jesus. Not only to beautify, but to uh, assist assist others in in their lives, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, that whatever you do right now in this season, he's going to show you how to make it beautiful and useful at the same time. So I don't know what that is all about. I don't know what that is all about. <laughs> we'll find out, or maybe in the future we'll find out. I don't know. So we thank you, Father God, for the beauty that you're bringing in uh in Sister Barber's life to bring to others beauty. That's the word I'm getting, beauty, beauty. So thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for that. Hi, Sister Barbara, how are you doing? Just excited listening to what you're saying and the different scenarios and stories, how you just enlightened and made everything beautiful to help others. While you were talking, the the different, you know, stories, it was so interesting. And I would just doze off, wake up, doze off, and hear different situations, you know, about what different ones were going through. And it just put mm-hmm. me back in to remind me of, um, what, you know how you always giving, giving, helping, helping, trying to build others and plant the seeds and everything. I also mm-hmm. saw, like, um, my house. I saw like a new house, but he didn't show. He just showed me like the corner of it, like a new circle, new fresh paint, newness of everything. And I was like, "Whoa, that is beautiful!" Because <laughs> I like to touch up, I like to paint, I like to fix things, I like to make it better. Um, if the flowers are growing a certain way, I'd be like, "Hmm, that would be cute over there." bring out that color over here, add that over there, and that's pretty much how I do people lives. <laughs> I can subtract, mm. I can take away, because, like, too much clutter. Um, someone may be uh, seeing their life, and they may be seeing the way they should do theirs, but the Lord will give me his own personal design and touch to be created to your house. And um, I was just looking at, um, I thought about how sometimes we can be in the wilderness and the Lord may give you a juba tree with a big shade and people come to you to get up under that shade so you can build, plant, and grow and help them. And I'd be like, Lord, I'm working on me too now. I need some of that. 
But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we... But um, sometimes, you know, he takes us in our mm-hmm. lives to do it, and that way when we become experts at it, sort of, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're never experts. The only expert is God. But um, we're able to help other people. That's where the godly mm-hmm. wisdom comes in, the, the beauty. Uh, I'm hearing mm-hmm. beauty for ashes, and so that you're helping other people to see the beauty that God is bringing in their lives for the ashes in their lives. Oh, my God. You you know, you just picked up a, a dream that I had of a person. Um, they were, they came, like, they they came from out of nowhere. I was laying here listening to PGN, and all of a sudden, the person just came and just walked the side of my bed, and I could see a little black box. And in that box, I saw the ashes, because I opened the box, and I poured out that stack of ashes that filled the floor like a little little mountain. And the person that, that God let me see and appear before me, they walked on top of the ashes and made a trail around my bed. And I'm like, the first scripture came to me to tell that person, the Lord said, I'm giving you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy. <laughs> and it's so mm-hmm. ironic that you said that. And I wouldn't call out the person's name, you know, because I just knew to pray for that person. Mm-hmm. You know, as you're talking, I'm 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 hearing and I'm seeing lessons that I've learned about ashes. Um, people mm-hmm. have taken things, you know, like wood and things like that, and burned it down, and they'll tend to use those things like charcoal. Mm-hmm. And the charcoal can be used for purification. Wow. And sometimes, you know, like our lives, sometimes, you know, um, they, a lot of things get burned up. And But, you know, God will still use what we have and turn it into a beautiful, something beautiful, something clean, something mm-hmm. clean in their lives that, you know, that turns them to God. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. The beauty for us is that's a different perspective. Wow. Oh, wow. Thank you for I've helping heard me to mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes, you know, um, I've heard stories of people that have um, gone in in camping sites and they find, found mushrooms and they ate the wrong thing. And they were um, cooking a fire and so one of, they started feeling sick. They ate something poisonous, a poisonous mushroom. And they had, somebody had heard and mentioned that, hey, what if we charcoal, you know, the charcoal will probably neutralize it, you know. Mm -hmm. And so they did, and they, thank God that they did, because when they found them, if it hadn't been for them eating that, the ashy stuff, the charcoal in there, that purify, helped purify them, they wouldn't have made it. They would have died. It helped, like, kind of neutralize some of it where it wasn't that strong. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So um, they That's they beautiful. say about, you know, yeah, but, you know. So I see that God is making making beautiful for people um, in your life. He's mm-hmm. done that for your, your life, and he's going to use you going to use you to bring beauty for the ashes in their life. And that is going to be mm-hmm. God, through God. God is the that sort of like that charcoal that's going to purify and 
neutralize what what almost killed them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. Wow. Um, that that's what I was getting. Like um, when when the ashes are burnt up, it's now clean. It, it cleans man. And I thought about the offering of Abraham on the altar, um, the Asher, the the thing that I was getting right, the presence of God, he's consumed the works of the flesh, exchanged shame for beauty, and placed it, you know, for the devastation, destruction through. Because when I saw that, when I saw the purification, um, I thought about I saw them in like a black jacket, black shirt, black jeans, black tennis shoes, and they walked across the floor and left tracks of those ashes. And um, and it just brought back to me now, the Lord was saying, now that's a clean man. I'm going to clean him up. Everything's been burnt up, like how we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, or often on the altar. And uh-huh. a blessed and fortunate person, they may not see it now, but they'll feel it. Because they don't they don't realize the prayers that have gone up before God for them, and now they can flow and go on and be happy and have a new life, a new mentality, a new spirit. So I'm just grateful to hear that. That just you know teaches you know, me to be grateful and thankful. Yes, you know we, we're hearing a lot about the red heifer and why, the reasons why they're having, you know, the Jews are having the red heifer that they're supposed to be uh, sacrificing it, they're going to burn it. And with the ashes, they're going to use mix it with water, and they are going to use it mm-hmm. as a purification for the, the mm-hmm. priests and for the temple and for everything, right? So mm-hmm. that in the Old Testament, they used to take that, and that's how they would clean the temple, they were, you know, purify the the priest. That is a house. Mm-hmm. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's we are right. a house, right? And so right. God is going to purify us. We've been talking about tonight about clutter and hoarding, how the extremes mm-hmm. of clutter is hoarding. And so when things get really bad, then uh, a need for help from others to help, but only if the person is willing. Mm-hmm. And so um, part of, of, of taking action is cleaning and purification, disinfecting from germs. True. And so um, God is using this time in our lives, you know, to, with his word and with, with everything that has to do with God, for, you know, for us to, to come to him. And say, you know, God, help me to declutter. Help me to hoard if I'm a hoarder. And so that we'll do it your way. Show me your ways, Lord. Mm-hmm. Show me your ways so that I can be pleasing unto you, so that I can be obedient and walk in um, the works of faith and not walk in the works of, of religion and uh, walk in the works of the law. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that that's. You know, I'm sensing that that's what, how God is going to show you how to how to bring beauty. Beauty. You bought mm-hmm. beauty in your home because of the things that have happened to you, but now you're going to show people how to go about mm-hmm. seeking God and and being clean and being purified and decluttering their lives of what doesn't it shouldn't be there. 
Mm-hmm. Only the articles, and, you know, like in the, the temple, mm-hmm. there was articles in the, you know, there was the outer course, the inner course, the holy of holies. We studied mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. um, some years yeah. ago when I was talking about um, the holy mm-hmm. of holies, um, that each week I would take you to a different part of the tabernacle. And so we right. are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And so God has yeah. to take our house and say, this doesn't belong here, this belongs here, this is not here, this this is what is valuable in the the whole the tabernacle. There's things that shouldn't mm-hmm. be there. Decluttering times. Mm-hmm. And so you're gonna show yeah. people how to set their lives and put what belongs there and what doesn't belong there. Amen. Amen. That's the order of the covering because that's that's exactly back. I remember when we all used to talk on it all the time. And recently mm-hmm. when I saw this person um, that I had been praying for, the Lord showed me like a new house, a new temple. Uh, religious spirit uh, has been broken, the religion of man. And he was just showing me how that newness, of the new temple, the new roof, the new paint, the new everything. And I was like, mm. oh, Lord, I want some of that because you're not part of the system. And so um, I also wanted to pray for a young lady that um, mm-hmm. the Lord has her really heavy on my heart. And so I've been asking the Lord to give me answers for her. And mm. uh, so her name is Yocasta, um, Y-O-C-A-S-T-A. And so I actually been praying for Mm Mm-hmm. It's weird, but uh uh-huh. So I just want to pray for her, if you don't mind. Father God, God, in the name of Jesus, um, you see, Sister Barbara, there's something that's heavy on her heart over this young lady. You say that we cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Lord, we just ask you, Father God, we lift up this young lady, Yocasta, Lord. And we ask you, Father God, we, whatever it is that's going on in her life, we lift it up to you, Father God. That you will guide her and you lead her in your ways, Father God. That anything that is anything that is covering her heart, Father God, keeping her and making her heart stony, Lord, that you break it right now in the name of Jesus. Take that stoniness off of her, and I see, you know, a cracking. There's a cracking and a light coming through. And I see the heart beating the way it should, and it's not restricted from that. It's like uh, like an outer shell that made her heart heart, hearted. Heart, 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 hearted. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, because you're breaking that shell. You're breaking that shell in the name of Jesus. You're giving her a heart of flesh. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Draw her close to you, Lord. Amen. 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 That is perfect. Um, I kept praying for her, and I didn't get anything, and I didn't get the breakthrough that I needed for her. 
And so mm-hmm. I know she was busy and uh, going into different prayers and different things with different people. And, um, you know, when somebody wants to bring you on board, you have to seek the face of God. And I, my heart is too big and I love people. And, um, but for some reason, I wasn't getting through to her. And I just kept asking mm-hmm. God, Lord, what is it? Why is it that I don't see no changes? You know, we can talk, we can fast, we can pray, but that person has to want it too. Well, sometimes so. people get hard-hearted because mm-hmm. of things that they've gone through their lives. It's a way for them to protect themselves, shielding mm-hmm. themselves from from other hurts. Mm-hmm. But they, what they don't mm-hmm. realize is that in becoming that way, they snuff out the life of God in their hearts, and they, their hearts don't beat the same, spiritually speaking. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, their hearts don't beat the same. And so um, mm-hmm. there may be more deliverance that you may need. So, so I thank you, Lord, because this is the start. You're you're breaking ground. You're breaking ground in her in the name of Jesus, breaking the the the, the heart ground, the hard ground. Thank you, Lord. You know, because if the ground is hard, you can't plant anything in it until that ground is just um, tilled and broken up. And then it becomes softer. And then you can put seeds in it. There's a process to to planting. And so maybe that's why she hasn't been able to receive because there are some things that have to be broken up in her. Thank you, Lord. And the process begins in Jesus' name. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Hallelujah. All right, Sister Barbara. Well, I'm excited. I know you have other colors. And um, I didn't get to hear the beginning of the message. I was knocked out. <laughs> but I woke up. <laughs> yeah, you can hear it from the beginning. Yes, yeah, once the show okay. is done, you can hear it from the beginning. Yes, I want to go back and listen, but I want to thank you, um, amen, I, I just really enjoyed it, so, amen. Right. Well, God bless you, it's always a pleasure to hear you, you God bless you, God bless you, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, 908 your name and where you're from. This is Carol. How are you, Carmen? Hey, Carol from New Jersey, right? Yes, I am from New Jersey, and I've had some breakthroughs, right. so I just continue Okay, to well, let me put you on mute thing. and pray for you, and then you can talk about your the breakthroughs. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I'm excited to hear yeah, about thank you. them. All right. All right. Thank you, Father, for Carol, Father God. Thank you, Jesus, for the breakthroughs that she's speaking about. Lord, I thank you, Father God, for her life, Father God. Thank you, 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for Carol, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm seeing you in a different place where you're teaching, teaching other people certain things. Uh, but um, but I see you different. I see you like um, almost like, you know, when you first begin a job and there's a lot of, you know, when you're learning about things, you're like a little bit not as confident, but then after you've gone through certain things, then the confidence comes. And that's what a lot of people don't understand, that sometimes, you know, it, it takes time. It takes time to learn some things. The things that God puts us through, sometimes there are lessons in it. And sort of like Joseph, like Joseph has uh, was, you know, in the dark times, and he didn't know what was going on, and he almost felt like he wasn't favored. And um, but God was put training him and helping him to put his life in order and to to keep his eyes on Him, because he had a big, a big uh, purpose, a big plan that God had for him. And so later on in his life, he understood that it was to save others, to help others, and so that he had to go through what he had to go through in order to save his family. So we thank you, Lord, for thank you, Lord, for the lessons and the other newer lessons that you're going to learn, Carol. I thank you, Lord, for that, Father God, because you know that when God does it be, uh, once, He'll do it again and again and again. So I sense a um, like high expectations, high, high. Uh, what's the word? Yeah, expectations. Like you're expecting more because you you've seen what the goodness of God. So I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in Carol, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for 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 the changes in her life. Thank you, Father God, for how you're going to use her. Thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, because. But time tested her. Time tested. She had to be tested with time. She had to be tested with time. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. I don't know what that is about. Anyway. Thank you. Hi, um, I, I, How are you? Hi. Um, I heard you say something about teaching, and then my phone went off because I had problems with it. But you said something about teaching, um, something about that. Yeah, um, the lessons, the things that you have gone through, sort of like like a Joseph uh, that went through, you know, tough times. Yeah. But there were things that God was allowing to teach him things to bring him up higher. Uh-huh. And so it wasn't only for him, but it was for his family. It was for those around him. 
that benefited from from that. And so that's what I think that your the Lord is doing in your life. I mean, it's been rough. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying about the job that I'm in, I'll be teaching in that job, in other words, doing teaching? No, I don't know about a job. I know that, that God is going to use you to teach other people. I guess the things that you have gone through, yeah, um, oh, yeah. Know, maybe that could be possible, but, but that you're going to teach what you have gone through to others. I so see. whatever yeah. you will learn. That God is going to help you to convey that in teaching somebody else, so that they know what they're, that they can have expectations too from God because God did it for you. He's going to do it for them. I see. Okay. So anyway, I have a, I've been, I've been, yeah. I was saying in breakthrough, I have this job that I have, which I really like a lot, and it's a part-time mm. job, just two hours. I think I mentioned that, and it's been amazing what God has been doing because I've been working with other people that have um, anxiety, depression, and things like that. And I've helped some people, really, absolutely. Cause they're oh, wow. And the Christian, well, this is a part-time job, and I'm hoping, I don't know if I told you that, it's a part-time job, and it's a Christian counseling place, and I've been praying about that for a long time. No, and we that haven't door talked in up. a long time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Okay, yeah, and I work in a Christian counseling place, and I found that place, and the people there are Christian, and it was like I felt like I'm supposed to be there when I walked through the door. It's like, yeah. and, the lady's like that. and that's why the lady hired me. She said, I hired you because I want to get a different perspective of things, and I told them different perspectives, but I still have a part-time job there, and they want to build my caseload there, and also, um, Ooh, so, nice. yeah, so that has happened. And also, um, I found myself a nice church right down the street. Got, it's wonderful, beautiful church. I love it. And um, I think they're opening up doors for me, myself. And I get to, uh, still I want to, be, the Lord mentioned for me to move forward. Like the things that I'm doing, he told me not to tell too many people what I'm doing because um, I need to pray about it. It's supposed to be between him and I and, and the Lord, um, because I was getting a lot of people that were kind of naysayers. He said, you don't have to tell everybody what you're doing. He said, some of them are just left between the Lord and I, right? Isn't that true? Mm -hmm. That's funny that you say that, because just this week I told somebody, you need to stop telling this person and this person your stuff, because that's what's gotten you in trouble with where you're at right now. Because they don't, they, when someone else does not look for God, they're going to be used as an instrument of the enemy. They, they may not even know it, that they're being used by the enemy. And their jealousies right. and all this other stuff. And so we don't say everything. We don't tell everybody. Not everybody understands. Um, I, you know, I used to I mean, tell everybody. Yeah, I used to tell everybody because I thought they'd be happy for me, and it's not that I don't trust people. It's just I thought once I once I started to have a breakthrough, and I did have a breakthrough because uh, I said, Lord, why is this taking so long to find a job and all this other stuff and the financial stuff? And he said, because you need to keep some things between the Lord and myself because Satan does hear our, our prayers, so when he comes in to kill, steal, and destroy. 
So I've learned not to. I'm like, oh, just let me be led by the Holy Spirit, you know. And um, so, yeah, so my life is absolutely, it's amazing. I'll just tell you a miracle story, which is pretty wild. Um, I went to Mm. a Toastmasters. uh, These things keep happening, like blessings, really. You know, I still haven't gotten where I'm at, but slowly but surely. are happening. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, good things are happening, and the Lord told me to move some things forward, but I have to use wisdom on how I'm going to do them, you know, and um, I don't even want to let the Lord lead me, but I, now, this was not a coincidence, I have to tell you, Carmen, this was, okay, I went to a, a, a Toastmasters International meeting, and I don't know if you know what they are, you ever hear of Toastmasters no. International? No? No. Okay. They teach, they teach you how to do public speaking and things like that because, you know, I don't, with, with, the, with being around people and singing and stuff, I get to, I want to really um, learn how to do public speaking and how to do business. They teach a business world how to communicate, in the, and it's really a wonderful program. It's been around forever, like and they teach you those things, and I would highly recommend that they're, they're offered in um and, and, and libraries and all just teach Toastmasters International really teach people about how to communicate and how to how to succeed in the job market, and they teach you really really a lot of wisdom. It's, they've been around for seventy eighty years. But anyway, I went to this meeting and I seen a, and I and, and they were so nice to me. And one of the people said, maybe I'll help you with finding a social work job because I told them looking for a social work job. And one of the ladies said, oh, I'll help you. And these were so nice people. And there was a lady on that Zoom call, you know what I mean? One was in person and one was on a Zoom call. And I kept thinking, I said, I need to talk to that lady because there's some place that I want to work that, you know, is um, it's Christian-based based program. And, I, and the Lord was like, you need to talk to that lady on the Zoom call. And that, I didn't tell her. I just felt it in my spirit. And so then, literally, I am not kidding you, like maybe like, then after that, I went to the new church that I'm going to, a trauma group, right? Trauma group at the new church. And I'm sitting there, and mind you, I didn't know these people from anywhere. I'm telling you, I didn't know them. And I kept, I said, I got to talk to that lady. So I went to my new the new church I went to do a trauma group, you know, to learn a, mm-hmm. and, and as part of it. So I went there literally about two or three hours later and I sit there and I look at this lady and she said, I seen you today. I seen you today. I said, Yeah, I did. I seen you in that and that a Toastmasters International meeting. And I said mm. and then I said do you think that's a coincidence or you think that's the Lord? And I was like blown away. And she was blown away. I said, I never had this happen to me. Is that wild? No, that's, you know, um, um, ordained, maybe ordained um, connections. A God connection. connection. Because guess who was, mm-hmm. guess who was in charge of that group? That lady was in charge of the group. Oh, that wow. I that's what I'm saying. And she was like, and Though I don't feel led right now to to ask her about, you know, because I'm just getting to know her, but I feel led to talk to her at another point in time to see about this program that she knows about, and she's apparently a director of a program. And I'm like, there's got to be a divine connection because she goes to the same church 
that I go to. So I'm going to see her every single week. Is oh, that wow. Why? Wow, that's neat. That's neat. That's Don't that orchestrating thing. You either could say, was that a coincidence or was that a divine appointment? No, yeah. Sometimes you're in the right place at the right time, and God places you there if you're obedient. And so there you go. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, I said yes. that was wow, wow. And then, and then, you know, the place that I'm working at, the place that I'm working at, I'm not kidding you, I must be at the right place because, of course, I, I still want to do my music, and I oh, um, Jesus, please help me do my music and the other things that God has given to me. But anyway, and it's about Jesus, it's not about me. I go, and I'm not kidding you, and then that, that day, it was like a day of miracles. Then that day, or no, the week after, that happened no, that happened one day. No, that happened mm-hmm. in the same day. I don't know, whatever. Maybe it was. Let me think it was the same day. Um, I think it was the week after. Yeah, the week after. I end up going into the store, ShopRite. I don't know if you heard of ShopRite. Okay. I go into a food yeah. store, and I walk in there, and there was a lady there. And I was talking to her, and... She had the most beautiful blue eyes. I mean, I remember her. She had the beautiful blue eyes, like the like the water. And I kept thinking, and I talked to her, and she said, and I I talked to her a few times in the store, in the store, right? And I got to know her, and I'm like, and she said, hi, Carol. I was like, hi. But I didn't remember her name that much. But anyways, she said, I've been looking for you. I wait for you to come to the store to talk to me. I'm like, really? I had no idea, uh-huh. right? So and she said, I, I waited to talk to you. She said, You're such a she said, I love to talk to you. She said, Really? And I, I had no I had no idea really the impact we can have on people. You know, not that I think well, I'm so great. Mm-hmm. I guess. But she said, mm-hmm. I have the chills talking to you. I said, Really? She said, Yeah, I have the chills. She said, I gotta tell you, I've ha-, she said, I walked out of the store today. I wasn't gonna work here anymore at the store. She said, I need to talk to you. I said, Oh, okay. And then she said, you told me. And I said, well, and she said to me, she said, you look so happy. You look you look really great because she, she said, you look really happy. You look really great. That's what you told me. She said, wow. And I said, really? I said, you know why I'm so happy? Because I finally found a job. I said, that's why I'm so happy. And then <laughs> I said, well, you know I'm a therapist. And then she said, really? She said, I would love to have you as my therapist. She said, can I, she said, can I come and you can be my therapist? And, you know, the place that I work in, I only have one client, one or two clients, and I have to find, they have to find people for me because I just started there two weeks ago. And it's up uh-huh. to them to find people for me. So she told me she nice. wants me to, me to be her therapist. And that came out of absolutely nowhere. Now, my thing is she could say that, but <laughs> she has to. I said, do you have therapy? I mean, do you have insurance? She said, I do. And um, and she told me she wanted to see me because her, her, she was about 35 years old. And she told me her son died. She said, I'm devastated over it. I said, listen, I will try to help and I'll talk to you. And these are the people that the Lord told me because I, I went through, truthfully, a very, very difficult time in my life. And I really can, under, I really can understand the pain that they go through. Not that I know. Only Jesus can. But can you believe that happened? It was like blew me out of the water. Wow! Wow! Well, I have to know. I have to know I'm at where I'm supposed to be, you know. 
And that lady was like, I love to talk to you. I love talking to you. You really helped me out so much. And she said, I don't talk and, to everybody. And you, know, you. and you know that that's one of the keys to uh, having a good relationship to help another person when they they look to you to help them, to not, you know, advise them, but to guide them. And they take the guidance and they do their own thing. So um, exactly. it's not that you do do everything for them. It's not that no. way. It's not that you give them advice and tell them what to do, but nope, that you nope, guide them nope, so nope. that they can see the the uh, the ways for themselves, so that they learn um, um, life lessons to be able to uh, move forward on their on their own by doing things that they've tools that they've learned to be able to apply that in their own lives. And so, wow, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, of course, that's yeah, what I've of been course talking about today. Of course, there are adults and stuff like that. But she, but that lady said she's Christian, and she said, I, I, I would love to go to a Christian therapist. I said, well, you can come in. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm, there to, I'm there to be a support to you or accountability, whatever you want to call it. But I said, I can't do it for you, but I will be there. She said, oh, my gosh. She said, you would be a person I would love to talk to. Now, this is, this is what happened to me when Prophet Noah told me this. Now, there's a prophet I talked to. I called on a prayer line. And I'm like, I can't understand why it's taken me so long to find a job. I said, I'm really, really very discouraged. I was. I was very discouraged. He said, you need to do these yeah, four things. You need to pray, mm-hmm. you need to read the word, you need to pray and fast, and you need to anoint your head with oil every single day. Do you do that every day? He told me. I said, sometimes I don't because I'm very discouraged. That's the point about that. Before all this happened, he said, start doing that for about, like, see what happens. And, you know, I started doing that. I listened to what he said. And what he said, and I don't know, and he said, if you do that, Watch your life change. And I tell you, I've been doing that for like two months now, two to three months, and everything has changed. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, that's good, Carol. I'm so happy for you. So, you know, Isn't well, you wild? know, as a therapist, you know, your, your, your place and how to help people that you don't, that they come seeking for, for help, but not, you can't give advice. It's just tools no, for life. Now, I realize that, but my point is that these people, like, I have to be careful about because they really look up, you know, after a while they would think you have all the answers. I said, I don't have the answers. And this lady's Christian, and I said, it's faith-based where I get to, so I get to do faith-based and regular, you know, who I'm going to help. But my point is that, my point is that, but still, I still say it's only for a few hours a week until I build a caseload, and I can't live on that, so I have to ask the Lord to, find me something else that he wants me to do in my field or whatever. Or maybe whatever. in the same place. Yeah, he'll, he's just building. Remember, he's just building you up and give it time. And um, as you're faithful with little, he'll, he's going to give you much. Right. Yeah. But I concentrate on what you have. Very, but I, I'm very grateful. I have hope now because it took so long. It just took so, 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 so long. But anyway. <laughs> well, I'm happy for you. Thank you, Jesus. That is but awesome. I feel like Joseph. So you were saying I feel like Joseph through this all. And I really absolutely <laughs> <laughs> Joseph. But I'm not going to lose any faith. i got to tell you another story, too, if you have time. And I don't know if you do. Yes, There's ahead, a, Now, check this out. I went to – now, check this out. What my family – 
there's a lady I met my first cousin yesterday. Now, my first cousin. And you know what happened? It's it's kind of a it's a miracle. My uncle who passed away, right? He mm-hmm. apparently I guess maybe he had a love child or whatever as a as a um maybe I don't know, during the war, whatever the case may be, but he must have gotten somebody pre- he got a woman pregnant and he got somebody pregnant and um he probably went to the war, whatever it is. He didn't even know he got this woman pregnant as far as I know. It was like a out of nowhere, okay? This person. She took a DNA test and this lady uh apparently was looking for her dad all those years who happened to be my uncle, right? And he didn't even know it really mm-hmm. truthfully because he got married to my aunt at a younger age. So maybe he was a teenager, who knows? These things happen. So anyway, mm-hmm. this lady took a DNA no Somebody took a DNA test. My cousin's daughter took a DNA, took one of those DNA tests. What do they call those? Genealogy tests. And yeah. all of a sudden, she said, there's somebody, there's somebody on here that has to be related to our family because it was like 25 percent or something, 50 percent, whatever it is. She said they have to be related. And so, to make a long story short, she reached out to this lady. In California, and this lady said, "I was, I my, I was adopted out as a child. I don't know my dad. I've been looking for my biological dad for years, but I am adopted out, and I have a wonderful life. I have grandchildren. I guess she's seventy-one, seventy-two, and Just she has grandchildren." You know that the show is about to um, shut down, so okay. if you could keep on talking, but it's going to shut okay. down pretty so soon. I want to let Go you ahead. know that she found, she found. My, okay, put it this way. This lady is my first cousin. She is my mother's brother's child. And daughter. guess what? Mm-hmm. My daughter, daughter, daughter. And guess what? My cousins um, found a new sister. They have a new sister. So my two cousins and them have a cousin have a daughter, I think, to have a sister in their life, and she became my first cousin. So uh, so it took her 72 years to find her biological family, and now she has, she has not only her adopted family, but she also has my family that we welcomed her yesterday. Is that like a miracle? Well, yeah, well, some people never find out who family is, but that but is isn't that beautiful? That so I said, my first, she's my first cousin. I gave her a great big hug, and I told her I love her. She's my cousin. Mm-hmm. Isn't that cool? Yeah, too bad it, it couldn't have been when the, her father was alive. Well, he died. My uncle but, died a long time ago. But yeah. anyway, still in law, wasn't that a beautiful But she said, yeah. I had a wonderful life. She said she had a wonderful life, the adopted family she had. So God took yeah. care of her. She was adopted at a, as a child, and she said she went to, she didn't go to foster care or anything that. She was adopted. And you know what? I have to believe that the Lord watched over that that mm-hmm. lady because she yeah. God loved her. And now she came back to my family. I'm so happy to meet her. She said, come over your family. Come to California anytime. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Well, I'm happy for you. I mean, all all these good things are happening to you. So praise God. That is good. I tell you, I can't wait. Yes, it's beautiful. So the next day, I'm just going to, thank you for listening. I really appreciate you, Carmen. You've been such a blessing. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah, I've been getting blessings. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, they're all yeah. I guess I felt the oppression was lifted off of me. There was I went through um a deliverance. Absolutely I did go through deliverance and after I went through that deliverance I felt that oppression got off my shoulders, you know, and that happened. So I was being oppressed by Satan for a long time. You got some decluttering done on your house. <laughs> yeah, so I really have, and I don't feel that oppression anymore, and I had to forgive people. Okay. Remember I told you about that? I went uh-huh, and asked uh-huh. for forgiveness for three people, yeah, a whole bunch of them, and, you know, I, the Lord said you have to ask for forgiveness. Whether they forgive you or mm-hmm. not, you have to do that. And it set me free. It set, I, I feel free now. I really do. Yeah, yeah. We, and we have to forgive. We have to forgive and forgive ourselves because sometimes that's the hardest one to do. <laughs> yeah, and you have to forgive yourself. And, and I went and asked people for forgiveness too, and it was a wonderful thing. And the Lord's like, you need to do that. And I did that. And the oppression lifted. Praise God. It's always a good thing to have deliverance. Thank you so much for um, the bread. I keep telling you all these. You know, sometimes things take a long time, but um, but that 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 helps other people that are hearing that if uh, God did it for you, that He's going to do it for them. Absolutely, I keep saying if He did it for me, and and then the groups I I share about trauma, the trauma groups I'm in, and I said, you know what? I said, listen. All the stuff I worried about with these people, what they thought. And you know what? When I went to talk to them, they don't even remember it. Or they they have their own life. And I thought to myself, what a waste of time that I was so worried about what they thought. And, you know, when you mm-hmm. go up and ask them for forgiveness, you're like, I don't even remember what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, and I said, that's kind of crazy. I said, what a waste of time. I said, don't waste your time. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, but, you know, but the enemy likes to work things in the mind that are not real, that are not there. And so we have to be careful. That's all. Oh, it sounds like, it looks like her call was dropped. This caller has dropped. Okay, so she she won't be able to get back on the show because uh, once it's a past a certain time, it doesn't allow you to get back in. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for all the good things that are happening to Carol. We just continue to ask you, Father God, to continue blessing her and using her for your glory, that you may be glorified in her life, in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask you, Father God, uh, for PGN, for all the PGN family, bless them, Father God. Bless Prophet Randy and continue to use him to, um, to bless him, Father God, in everything that you're calling him to do. Father God, keep them safe. Keep all the PGM family members uh, safe. And we just thank you for that in the name of Jesus. And so, everybody, the show's over. Um, and we have a, a other callers. They didn't raise their hands. Um, this is your chance. If not, um, I'm going to end the, the, the show tonight. And God bless you. And may God bless you and keep you. And may his face shine upon you and give you peace. So I'm going to play this song, and we're going to end the show.
Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.